This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, August 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the National Weather Service will determine if a tornado touched down in Souderton, Montgomery County early Thursday morning as the remnants of Tropical Depression Fred moved through the Delaware Valley. There have been several reports of downed trees and wires along uh, with damaged homes in Souderton, the National Weather Service wow, says. I didn't know that. I mean, that's right by right where by I you. live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tornado warnings were issued for Philadelphia and its surrounding suburb counties, including Montgomery County, at 1248 a.m. This set off late-night emergency alerts on cell phones and televisions to warn residents to seek shelter if they were in an active zone. I had my... So my uh, my phone kept going off. Yeah. And all the Alexas... Oh, my God. ...which I have also to to give the give warning. The alert. So that woke me up. So I obviously... So what did you do, a, Steve? <laughs> so I decided to, at one twenty in the morning, <laughs> go take a shower and get ready for work. Okay. And as I'm walking out the door... The clock says 2.16, and I'm like, hmm, no, that's not right. But now I put two and two together. It was the waking up from all that, yeah, that threw you off. conflagration, which was wow. huge, yeah. Yeah, wow. and the the emergency alerts, I guess some, I guess maybe I've never gotten them in the middle of the night. I never got them like were that. They, were they louder last night? Or they like, was seemed it just to be, was Kathy, the of the night? It was, I mean, so I have the phone on a, in a charger next to me. It seemed to be vibrating like crazy. Oh, I jumped, I mean, I jumped up. Physically yeah. jumped up out of bed. I was like, what? what is that? What's happening? The alerts woke me up, but the storms kept me up. I mean, they, they were persistent, same, you know, and, and so from like about one until two or whatever, it was loud outside. Yeah. It, it sounded like a free train. Yeah. I got actually scared. You guys, yeah, yeah, you said you're a grown man, and yeah. I was like, I actually at one point because I was uh, I'm on the second floor, which is closest to the lightning. I was like, hmm, should I go sleep on the couch or something like that? Because the lightning would have to go through the roof and then the floor, in and order it doesn't to get know where the couch is. And right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, I I love that kind of thunder. So I actually I. enjoyed it, even though it woke me up a couple times. Yeah. It was kind of I I dig that. You know, one of my favorite things to do in a raging lightning storm like that is we have a covered porch. Go out, go and out, and watch, watch it. it. Totally. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. So it was a, 20- and then you get to go into work four hours early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, tornado warning, and then it was a flash flood warning. The one that came after that. Right. So that was the second one you heard. The National Weather Service had a tornado. Tornado was indicated on radar, which prompted the warning. The tornado warning expired for those counties at about 1.15. It was back on July 29th that 10 tornadoes were confirmed uh, in a system that swept through the region. I, I was thinking that last night. I was like, so are now, are we like a tornado zone now? Like, <laughs> it's what, starting to look that way, right? Yeah. Wow. So, uh... In addition to the possible tornado in Satterton, uh, what was left of Fred brought heavy downpours and flash flooding to many parts of the area Thursday morning, stranding drivers on the Schuylkill Expressway and other roadways near the King of Prussia Mall. And that was your nightmare coming in, right? Uh, for me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a lovely drive in. You hit the, the closure, or did you hit some out by you, too? I, no, 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 no. I, the, so the, the the close by the, the Conchalk and Curve, I'd, I'd seen on the news before I left work, so I knew which way to take. And so I'd, uh, there's a, a back road way that I take, and <laughs> oh, I got right, behind tra- a truck, oh, and, oh, and yeah. yes. there was a car behind a truck <laughs> that didn't want to pass the truck when these little passing lanes came available, but they moved over into the passing lane and blocked me from passing the truck, and it was just a lovely little drive-in. <laughs> but nonetheless, it could have been sitting standstill 
on yeah. the expressway, yeah. which I mm-hmm. did not want to be. And you came through after it was already open, it, at, just after it opened up, right? Yeah, so they still had the on-ramps closed in right. Conshohocken. Uh, and I picked uh, my boyfriend up this morning over there, <laughs> Nick. Um, so by the time I picked Nick up and uh, we were coming to the school again, they had just opened it. So we okay. stayed on that you know instead what? of 23. Though, Kath, we should mention, because as we were getting on the Schuylkill, uh, coming from the oh, yeah. uh, 476 Literally. northbound, there was a lot of debris in the right-hand lane. Mm-hmm. So, like, the merge really? lane, yeah, it was it was a little precarious. I mean, it, it seemed like um, a, a lot of, like, uh, um, sediment and, and whatever had washed onto the road. So just be careful if you're merging onto yeah. Schuylkill uh, eastbound from uh, Blue Route northbound. I forgot about that one. A suspect accused of shooting a Yardley Borough police chief during a standoff situation Wednesday is now in custody. The incident began at 11 a.m. at the Yardley Commons Complex along the area of South Main Street. Police say a probation officer went to the location to check on Colin Petro's yellow, but the officer soon called Yardley police for assistance. Officials say it's not uh, unusual for Chief Joe Kelly to respond to calls personally because it's such a small department. At some point during the incident, Petro's yellow opened fire on Chief Kelly. According to investigators, the chief was hit by a shotgun blast that injured his hand and ear. Chief Kelly was taken to St. Mary Medical Center where he was listed in good condition and they're saying he's extremely lucky to be alive. Meanwhile, a SWAT team surrounded the condominium complex to get the suspect to surrender. Residents were told to shelter in place. Motorists and pedestrians were urged to avoid the area. The standoff ended late in the afternoon after SWAT teams used a flashbang to help bring the suspect into custody. I was like when they pull these people out of the house and they, they cover their face, you know, and it's like, oh, what are they going to think at the law firm when they see... <laughs> Seriously. I hope this doesn't ruin my career. This is a pretty nice area, too. Like, this is, I wouldn't expect this to happen where it did. These these condos are, are you know, fairly decent. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my spot here. Uh, he's been, he's being charged with attempted murder of a law enforcement officer. Kelly has been uh, the police chief in Yardley since 2015 and was an officer in New Jersey prior to that. He's continuing to recover in the hospital. There is growing concern over the use of water pellet guns in Chester County. Coatesville police say they've gotten reports recently of people using the water guns not how they were intended to be utilized. Are these these new things that shoot little like yeah. water bullets? I don't know. So I was going to ask I you, what, to get what's, what's a water pellet gun? I don't know, but like, it's awesome. They Preston, shoot, it's awesome. Yeah, they shoot little, tiny, like essentially water balloons. Like oh, that, really? That, that are, you know, bigger than the size of a BB. Yeah. But wow. Okay, so okay. you so you buy these little water pellet mm-hmm. things? Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. When I thought, right. I thought the actual squirt gun was shooting. Oh, okay, oh, so it's okay. actual pellets. Yeah, these look like miniature paintballs. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. different than what I saw. Probably a better description. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, so let me ask you, are the paint... Ball guns are they uh, illegal? To no, you? no, no. Okay, because this if you shoot somebody with them, and they, yeah. and it, you know, it can be. I would assume you can be considered assaulting them if yeah. they don't want. If you're not playing paintball, Here. you know what I mean. Okay, because these are considered illegal. They're saying um, oh. so. Water pellet guns can cause injury, property damage, and are illegal within the city limits. Okay, within mm. the city limits. Coastal police are warning residents: these water pellet guns uh, are illegal. If this becomes a bigger issue, we are going to have to get into the zero tolerance stance where we are. We're going to have to start citing everybody. We will definitely be taking the gun, said Corporal Paul Antonucci of the Coatesville Police Department. Officers say there's been an uptick of complaints about kids and adults playing shooting games with the toys. Police say kids are shooting from moving vehicles, shooting at moving vehicles, and shooting at people. They had one juvenile who was hit in the eye. I want to I want to look at this and see if they are are they CO two powered or are they um or they, or they water powered. pressure powered or battery powered? I so don't know. I it's saw on, on um, Instagram there was an ad for a thing that basically looked like this, Preston, but I got the impression that the water gun 
was shooting little concise squirts of water. That, oh, that right. looked, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That had sort mean, of like, like, like a machine a gun look to it. Huh. Yeah, this seems to be something different. But no, that it looks cool like a, too. it looks like a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know the six difference. bucks for two thousand rounds, case. Yeah, but I don't oh. really know the difference. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I know the difference, but uh, they they play like uh, Nerf with Nerf guns all the time. Yeah, and uh, oh geez, and now the Nerf has the little Nerf balls. I forget what that's called, Kathy. You probably know because you're going I forget. through. We have like a hundred of them in the house. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. What the, yeah, they have the the little Nerf bullets, or uh, they don't call it bullets. What do they darts. call it? Darts. Yeah. Uh, so the department posted a reminder along with the city's ordinance on Facebook, alerting the community that no one should be using the pellet guns because they are banned. In sports this morning. <laughs> Umberto Castellanos pitched into the sixth inning for his first major league win and added two hits at the plate to lead the D-backs past the slumping Phillies 4-2 last night in Arizona. The Phillies lost for the sixth time in eight games and are now three and a half games behind Mm -hmm. the Braves for first place in the National League East. The series in Arizona wraps up this afternoon, and Zach Wheeler will get the start. Game time is at 3.40. It was a better night for the Philadelphia Union. Alejandro Bedoya scored the lone goal to lift the Union pass. New York City FC 1-0. (laughs) The Union bounced back after their last game, a 2-1 loss to the New England Revolution, and improved to 8-5-7, good for 31 points on the season. It was the eighth shutout this season for Union goalkeeper Andre Blake. They're home again on Saturday night host Montreal, and the match will begin at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kat. So here we go, Thursday morning, and some stuff to tell you about on today's program. we got some uh, guests on the show, some really cool guests on the show. Uh, T.J. Miller. Love him. Is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, Friday, and Saturday. So T.J. is going to check in with us via Zoom this morning. And uh, last time he was here, I think we did like two really long segments with him. We did. And since then, I don't know if you remember this, he's actually had brain surgery. Mm -hmm. He had seizures. Remember, he was having all these weird things going on. Yeah, yeah. And we can ask him about that. And a weird incident where he uh, threatened a bomb threat. Yeah, dude. He says it may have been due to this brain condition that yeah. he had. So we're going yeah, to have to ask him yeah, about that. Yeah, he had multiple seizures. Uh, but um, hilarious. Yeah. Fantastic. So he will be joining us uh, later on today around uh, 8.15 or so. Uh, and then we have the great Chaz Palminteri. Uh, we're just in awe of this guy. He's been by several times and, and usually to promote his one-man show of a Bronx tale. And this time he's going to be doing it at uh, the Resorts Casino in Atlantic City in September, and uh, tickets will be... Actually, they're on sale now, so it's a, it's a Friday night in September, which will be pretty cool. I may have to try and go see that. You turned me on to the movie. Oh, it's when so we, good. When we had him yeah. by the first time, I had never seen it, and you're like, dude, you absolutely have to see this movie, and I, I adore it. It's, it's a great film. Is it one of those, when it's on, you watch it movies? Yeah, yeah. it really it really gets you. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great movie. So, And it's his story of, of his childhood. Right, right. So we'll talk to Chaz Palminteri around 9 o'clock this morning. We also have a restaurant coming in today, the Ram Restaurant and Pint House in Percocet. I love me some good Ram. In conjunction <laughs> with uh, with Stella 
Artois. They're actually bringing by cheesesteak pierogies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That sounds pretty good, too. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll make sure you have a chance to win some stuff with those guys when they get here. So these things and more taking place. We're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get to the entertainment report as well as a stupid question to give you some things. We won't be gone long. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Alright, we're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. If you can answer this question correctly, what's the only bird that can fly backwards? Uh-huh. 215263. WMMR, the number. What is the only bird that can actually fly backwards? Call now. If you know the answer, and I'll go through birthdays. we got a bunch on Thursday, August 19th. We'll start with actor Kevin Dillon. Uh, ended up becoming the star of Entourage, or one of the stars of Entourage. Heaven Help Us is the movie, right? Yeah. Where they are the, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, you think it's a straight-up comedy until you get introduced to the abusive priest. Yeah. Who's, like, really chilling, but it's a solid movie. Yeah. Kevin Dillon is, of course, brother of Matt Dillon, and he celebrates his 56th birthday today. Uh, Adam Arkin has a birthday as well. Uh, 65, Chicago Hope. Uh, he had a turn on uh, Northern Exposure, a TV show that I absolutely loved. Um, and the doctor. Uh, that's Great right. Movie. It's right. He's he was the good doctor. The nice doctor yes. in that one. But apparently he's kind of not nice. Is, Is he the one with the, the story? List? That's yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's got a very pronounced... Uh, you know, speech impediment yeah. type is he uses his tongue for S's and stuff like that. Um, uh, he's the son of Alan Arkin, the yeah. great Alan Arkin. Who's supposed to be very nice. Right. How did that happen? I don't know. We you had know. a guest in studio one time tell us a story about a director who treated him like crap and the off-air that guest told me that the director was Adam Arkin. Wow. Uh, yeah. Right. Screw that guy. Yeah. Go to hell. 65 today. Uh, it's Bill Clinton's birthday today, former president, uh, and a big birthday for him, 75 years old wow. today. He's one of those guys who was going along and, like, he, Bill Clinton, always looking like Bill Clinton, and every time you see him, and then just recently, I'm like, oh. Is he looking a little... The age wall has yeah, been... Oh, really? Like, no, yeah, does yeah, he look yeah. frail, or has he... No, has he... I think he just took off some weight, but, okay. it, but it, that that the confluence of that with just natural aging yeah, made right, him look yeah. older. He's been used as... Uh, as, like, memes and stuff like that, where it's, like, so Fish was in town last weekend, and so it was, like, and there was, like, four pictures of him. Right. It was, like, you know, uh, pre-concert, uh, first set at the end of the show, <laughs> oh, and at I the end of the that. show is how he looks now, and he, <laughs> he looks like he looks like a goblin dude. He does. He I does. tell you what's wild, man, is I, you know, I, I don't spend too much time. I, I bailed on Facebook a while ago, but on a rare occasion, I may pull up someone and, uh, you know, who I just th- thought of randomly and I'll see them and go, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I realize somebody has probably done that to me. Oh, yes. Uh, and go, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez. I know. Look at how he Jesus is. God, radio must be awful. <laughs> Bill Clinton is 75 today. Hey, it's Jonathan Frake's birthday today. Oh, Num- number one. Uh, from uh, Star Trek Next Generation, I of course. I think Riker came into his own press, and I know you're a fan of the Next Generation, when he got the beard. 
Yeah. But he got the beard. Much better. Got a lot more authoritarian and uh, was great. Loved Suited him. him well. And yeah. he ha- he has a tie with Fish, right? Yeah, well, so he's a horn player. I can't yeah. remember if it's trombone. trombone. It's a trombone. Yeah, okay, yeah. so he plays on a, uh album, Hoist. And then they have a song on Hoist called Riker's Mailbox. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, he's married to Jeannie Francis. Uh, wait a minute, who's Jeannie Francis? From uh, General Hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rock on, dude. 69 years old today, Jonathan Frakes. Uh, it's Matthew Perry's birthday today. Matthew Perry is celebrating his 52nd birthday. Courtney the big Co- subject yeah. for discussion during the Friends reunion was right. that he seemed out of it and yeah. not alert. And he looked weird. And he looked weird, and I think Courtney Cox owes him a big debt of gratitude because nobody was talking about how weird she looked. Because she looked really weird. She's just surgeryed up. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that's it. Uh, Matthew Perry's 52 today. Uh, Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. We love her. Married to Kevin Bacon from Philadelphia, of course. And uh, anytime we've talked to her, she's been really cool. Very cool. Yeah, she's 56 today. Oh, get get your, uh, um, get your stepbrother's clip ready. <laughs> because today is the birthday of none other than John Stamos. John Stamos. There he is. Good housekeeping. Yeah. Velociraptor. He's he's in some commercial right now. It's great. Where he goes sliding in and out. It is a flat out. He goes, is it yogurt? So he goes sliding up and there's a family there and he goes, that's right, Bobby. My name's Billy. Absolutely, Todd. He he gets it wrong every time. He's so dismissive and snarky and brilliant. Okay, it's bread. Yeah. I I had no idea what the product was. But he is hilarious in it, and it makes me laugh every time I see the commercial. That dude. Oh, by the way, they slide him in and out in a <laughs> yeah. sitting position, yes. Yes. <laughs> as if he can just scoot along the ground like that. That's funny. He looks great, man. Yeah, he yeah. sure does. He does not age. You know what? Though, I'm sorry, just yeah. something that I noticed that that the celebrities are doing a lot of them doing commercials. They now. used to not, right? They yeah. used to be like a bit, like a. They, they would, would do it, Casey. They would do it overseas, overseas so they weren't yeah. received. But now there's lots of money lots to be Lots of had. them. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I remember that when, when it was weird because you, you could find online videos of uh, of people like Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. doing an ad in Japan or like, something at the like height, that. Like, yeah. like at the height of his popularity and doing sh- the bizarre commercials. And sure enough, I think it kind of started, Kathy, more with like uh, makeup and, and perfume and scents yeah, yeah. and products like that. And they, they kind of took a right. serious tone. This, this sort of thing. <laughs> yes, this, this is the stinky and stuff. I can feel his vagina uh, smells. Uh, <laughs> or uncomfortable that time of the month. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's doing like summer Absolutely. Eve and stuff. Wow. I He's going to talk to you about, the, about your hatchet wound. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, it's uh, they're all over the place. So John Stamos is 58. Uh, actress Maria de Medeiros. Casey, do you know who she is by name? Mm, nope. I know you love her. She played oh. Fab- Fabian, uh, girlfriend of Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. Oh, mm-hmm. My pot belly. Mm-hmm. My pot belly. My pooch. I want blueberry pancakes. <laughs> I like her in that, in that I'm movie. Kill you. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I know. Um, don't talk. You give me oral pleasures? <laughs> Will you kiss it? <laughs> She done anything else? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, really. Uh, she's wow. kind of like a, you know, she looks much. We're looking now. at another photo yeah. of her with longer hair and a completely different look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve. She has this. Uh, she has these big pouty eyes, and uh, she almost looks really like a, like an illustration. Yes, almost um, Animaeus. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, she is fifty six years old today. Anna <laughs> <laughs> Schwarzenegger, what can I do for my stinky <laughs> private parts? Uh, actor Peter Gallagher, 
Great. Uh, yeah, he's great. Um, movies like uh, While You Were Sleeping, he's the guy that was passed out during that movie. Uh, and American Beauty, he plays uh, the, the king of real estate. Real estate. Majesty. He's in a movie, Preston, from years ago that a lot of people don't remember. First time I ever saw him. I think it's called um, Idol Maker or whatever, but he is like a young like Elvis Fabian type of guy okay. who gets, you know, totally created uh, right. by a, by another guy. And it's a really sort of uh, okay. cool look inside the music industry at that time. He uh, is a huge influence on Matt Rovine's eyebrows. <laughs> on Matt Rovine's eyebrows? <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to go to there. Huge. <laughs> we have not had a Matt Rovine eyebrow reference in, it's been at least over a year, yeah. right? Wow. Okay. Salute to <laughs> the eyebrow king. The eyebrow king. Um, all right, a few from the world of music. Ian Gillen, lead singer of Deep Purple. Wow. Uh, yeah, celebrates his 76th birthday today. Always a fan of his. Uh, then another powerhouse band, John Deacon of Queen. Turned seven years old. Now, he said goodbye to the band a long time ago. Yeah. What wants nothing to do with them. His life has pretty much moved on. Was that ever explained that... That move in his life, not or definitively that I ever saw, but the, he just was done. They seem to all get along very well. The guy who played him in Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought did a really good job. I agree, and uh, I just th- that's something that has always been an elusive. By the way, he wrote this concept. song. Yes, he wrote yeah. this song. He, he had a number one, one of, one of their biggest hits. He wrote. Uh, so John Deacon is uh, seventy years old today. The great Joey Tempest of Europe. Celebrates his 58th birthday today. The final countdown, of course. And a few Geico years, commercial. A few years <laughs> yeah. ago, they did a Geico commercial with a microwave <laughs> oven as it was counting down. And this music's playing there in the, they're in the break room yeah. singing the song. It was great. Uh, Joey Tempest celebrates his 58th birthday. And then the last birthday I saw, Steve, you'll know this name, Jill St. John. Oh, love Jill St. John. She was a Bond girl. Yeah, Diamonds Are Forever. Yep, she played uh, Tiffany Case. Right. Uh, and she is now 81 years old today. Beautiful woman. Uh, she's married to Robert Wagner. Oh, really? Yeah. Currently? And, yes. Oh. And believe it or not, she's like a Mensa-level Intellect. Wow. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, happy 81st to her, Jill St. John. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. What's the only bird that can fly backwards? And we will go to Ryan for the answer. Yo, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Can uh, I speak to Lobster Man? Lobster Man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lobster Man. You have the sound effect at the ready. Oh, my God. For those who don't remember, I I done a bizarre file story about a lobster man. Those are people who fish for lobsters. Sure, yeah. And then <laughs> Steve did this man transforming into a lobster. That's a good throwback, Ryan. We appreciate it. All right, what is the only bird that can fly backwards? It is a hummingbird. Of course. Oh. Hang on a second, my man. So we got these plants at the house that specifically draw in hummingbirds. Yeah. And Finally started to pay off in the past couple oh, weeks. That's yeah, they're, they're awesome. Uh, Ryan is going to get a four bag of tickets for the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair open weekdays, uh, August 21st through October 31st. For tickets and information, you can visit parenfair.com. All right, running late with the news. Let's get on this. Uh, it mentioned yesterday that Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost were expecting, well, they had a baby. What? Wow. Uh, yeah, so they that just... That was, so what, like a couple of days? Yeah, for a gestation period. Yeah, it was very quick. Uh, they have a boy. His name is Cosmo. 
Cosmo. And I will forever think of the guy that we know as Cosmo, who has this big, bushy mustache. Great guy. We love Cosmo to death. Diehard Preston Steve Show fan from way, way back in the early days. But now I think of a baby with a big, bushy, black mustache. (laughs) Cosmo. He would do the most elaborate Halloween. Oh, yeah. Costumes, costumes, yeah. Amazing costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so amazing that he couldn't, like, he would just have to sit in one corner of whatever <sighs> bar you, we were at. Case, one time he did an entire wall in a men's bathroom. Yeah. With urinals. Yeah. On each side of him. Yep. And it's like, man, do you, do you, and he would come down like, I hope I meet somebody tonight. I'm like, right. what would you do if you did? Yeah. Right. You can't move. But Cosmo's Kramer's first name in Seinfeld. That is correct. So yeah. a lot of people will probably have that, not our friend yes, Cosmo right, in mind. Yeah. Uh, the Black Widow actresses rep confirmed the news to people on Wednesday while the Saturday Night Live star shared Ed the child's name on Instagram with the note, we love him very much. And a little plea for privacy as well. Uh, this is the couple's first child together, but Johansson is also the mom to daughter Rose Dorothy, who turned seven years old this fall. Uh, I didn't know this, but Owen Wilson, maybe I do remember a story about this. He opened up to Esquire about his 2007 suicide attempt. Hmm. Uh, the Loki star told the outlet, sometimes life seems to be played by Tom Hardy in The Revenant. <laughs> Some nightmarish guy trying to kill you where even if you get the upper hand, he's still going to be at there at the end whispering, this ain't going to bring your boy back or your dad back or any good times from your past back or whatever. That's pretty dark. Yeah, very he dark. He said, and when life's being played by that guy, you just got to hang on and wait for it to pass. Isn't it well, Because the impression you get of him is that he's like forever... Congenial and yeah, upbeat and, and pleasant. And I went and I looked up on IMDb what was uh, work-wise going on right. in his life in 2007. Uh, Cars, Night at the Museum, Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, like, he was all on good fire. stuff. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, but something in his personal life uh, was not uh, agreeing with him. Well, he, he was having substance abuse issues. Yes, right. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Wilson also shared that his older brother, Andrew, helped him through his hard time. The eldest Wilson brother moved into his house with him and wrote out schedules for him in order to help things, uh, help uh, to keep things manageable during his Well, I, I'm, I was unaware of this older brother. I know of Luke. Uh-huh. And, uh, wow. Did you watch Loki with him, Preston? I did. Yeah, I thought he was really good in it. Yeah, he was great in it. Uh, Rebel Wilson shared a throwback photo of herself at her, quote, unhealthiest on Wednesday and reflected on her mental state at the time. Uh, the image showed her posing with a tennis player, uh, Novak uh, Jokovic. Jokovic, yeah. yeah. Uh, she wrote, I remember this when I was at my most unhealthiest, being overweight and induce, indulging way too much with junk food, uh, using food to numb my emotions. Uh, my father had passed away of a heart attack, and it was such a sad time. I didn't think highly of myself and wasn't uh, valuing myself how I should have. She continued by saying, I look back now at that girl, and I'm so proud of what she's become and achieved and just wanted to send out some encouragement to everyone out there struggling with weight or body issues or emotional eating. Did she give any word on uh, Pooch Perfect Season 2, Preston? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, but she did indicate uh, this past July that she's lost somewhere between 70 and 75 pounds. Wow. So. It, it's an amazing transformation. The question I have is since so much of her work was predicated on her being the mm-hmm. yeah, the fat girl. The fat and girl. She's admitted that yeah, before. Yeah. I mean her her fat Amy was her character right, in right, uh, yeah. uh in Pitch, Pitch Perfect. Perfect. So she's she's doing great. So if that's what she wants, good for her. I love it. Michael Keaton may be Batman, but that doesn't mean that he watches comic book movies. Keaton told the Hollywood reporter after the first Batman, he said, I'm not sure I've ever seen an entire comic book movie. 
I just never got around to it. So you're talking to a guy who wasn't in the zeitgeist of that whole world. Uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming actor added, when I went down to do the Marvel things in Atlanta, it's an entire city dedicated to Marvel. Mm-hmm. He said, they'll be doing Marvel movies forever. I'll be dead. They'll sp- <laughs> still be doing Marvel movies. Uh, but despite his lack of interest in watching superhero films, he is set to reprise his role as Batman in the forthcoming 2022 DC release, The God, Flash. So freaking excited for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember, I clearly remember, the hubbub, the, the, the explosion of criticism when he was announced as Batman. I don't. Yeah. I Because and, I was younger, it was, um, you know, I was in grade school, so I wasn't paying attention yes. to that stuff. People went nuts because Tim Burton had worked with him, obviously, doing Beetlejuice, but... Uh, he was great, obviously. Well, yeah, and it was he was mainly known for known for comedic, comedic roles. Stuff. So that's yeah, why I was yeah. like, "What?" That was a bit of a head scratcher, but he was great. Yeah. Uh, Virginia judge refused to dismiss Johnny Depp's fifty million dollar defamation lawsuit against ex-wife Amber Heard on Tuesday. Heard sought to dismiss it on the grounds that a similar libel lawsuit Depp filed against uh, the UK paper The Sun had thrown had been thrown out in that country. Uh, judge uh, Penny Azcarte. However, remain unconvinced, noting differences between the free speech laws in the two countries. Uh, The actor's lawyer, Ben Chu, told Deadline, Mr. Depp is most gratified by the court's decision. So it moves forward. All right. Forever. Uh, Let's see. Celebrity IOU Joyride co-host. What? Ant Anstead confirmed his romance uh, with this season's celebrity guest star, Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. We knew that. Yeah, but he's officially oh, right, confirmed right. it. So uh, he told E! News Daily Pop on Wednesday, everybody knows that Renee and I have become uh, quite close because we kept it a secret for a while now. Um, and unfortunately, some pictures were taken and put out there. But it was a real pleasure to work with her. She's a super pro and she can weld. Man, can she weld. <laughs> uh, rumors of their relationship started swirling in June, just days after his divorce from uh, Christina Hack. Uh, was finalized, so I guess uh, they got a thing going on. Did you ever see her as uh, Judy Garland? Did you watch the movie? Yeah, I did. She's amazing. She's fan- yeah. fantastic in it. Absolutely. Uh, Outlander star uh, Catriona Balfe and her husband, Tony McGill, announced that uh, they welcomed their first child together. Oh, this is wonderful. I don't know. <laughs> I just listen. <laughs> it's all right. I guess people watch Outlander. I Some don't people know. do. I know the people that work on it do. Uh, the Irish actress shared the news alongside a pic of her baby boy's hand on Instagram with the caption, I've been off socials for a while as I was taking some time to enjoy cooking up this little human. So time to exploit my child. All right, this is cool. Uh, Anthony Mackie is set to star in Captain America 4. Excellent. We figured this is going to happen, but that's going that's the story. It's a reported, uh, TV Line reported that the MCU will continue the story of Sam Wilson's superhero journey, most recently chronicled by the series The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Man, do they do a good job on that series and that uniform is effing amazing. No yeah. word yet if his Disney Plus co-star Sebastian Stan or Emily Van Camp will be joining him on the big screen. I, uh, okay, so I, I don't know the comic book, be, you know, right. lore, the stories behind it or whatever, and I don't mind him as a Captain America. The only thing that I mind is that he's not enhanced. I know. He is not enhanced. And I need, However, I need my Captain America to be enhanced. The truth of the matter is, is that with his um, flight suit and with his fighting skills... Um, he's formidable at least. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I do want some super strength. I want, yeah, I yeah. want him to be able to punch a car through a wall. Right. 
Well, you never know. Maybe they'll... Uh, maybe How about they'll, just bitch slap a Mini Cooper? Maybe they'll juice him up. We'll, well see. So I, what I do like is he doesn't want the enhancement, right? So, right. So, so you know that oh, his right. spirit is pure. Right. Right. And so, then you have the John Walker storyline with, uh, what's his name, uh, the Goldie Hawn's son, uh, Kurt Russell. Who's great. Yeah, yeah Wyatt, Russell, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, watching him get enhanced and the damage that it caused, you know, it... it Maybe you can be Captain America, not be enhanced, and be a better person. Have right. you guys watched uh, What If yet? Because the first episode dropped. I've heard. I'm not yet. I've no, heard I want to see that. I, I definitely want to see it. The first one is Agent, uh, Carter, Agent Carter getting enhanced, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Captain Carter, right? Captain Carter, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and then the second one is oh. uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. I haven't seen that one, but I only watched the Agent Carter one. I thought it was okay. Uh, I'll continue to watch. They say it, the second one is okay. much better. Okay, good. Fast and Furious Ten will hit theaters in 2023, according to UPI <laughs> director uh, Justin Lin and franchise leads Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Chris Ludacris, Bridges, uh, Jordana Brewster. You know, all these they're all set to return. Essentially, it's going to be about family this time around. Yes, um, <sighs> this one that just passed is the one where they were in space. And uh, it had big numbers. It was huge overseas. It keeps going. Where, where do you go after space? What's bigger than going to space? How do you how well, do you go up a notch? Believe it or not, there is, a, there is a word out there, or at least a rumor, that the Fast and Furious franchise will cross with the Jurassic World franchise. Right. Okay. I remember right. seeing that. So, so going- I guess that's where they would go. Instead of going out, though, maybe you go in uh, and but, you go by tunnel the, into the earth. By the way, case. No, I'm thinking you shrink. What's that oh, called? Oh, inner space. Inner space. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do Possible. a Martin Short action. Yeah, but the thing is, is that uh, there everything that happens to these people in these movies now, they would die. Everything that they do is lethal. And, I mean, the ridiculously over-the-top, the action you can't argue with. It's really well done, but it's outlandish. Uh, a couple more quick stories. Um, the Ringer reviewed all of the 41 episodes of Mike Richards' podcast, The Random Show. Now, Mike Richards is the guy that's going to be the new Jeopardy host. Right. He was the executive producer of Jeopardy. Correct. So uh, he hosted this, apparently, this podcast from 2013 to 14, and um, apparently he repeatedly used offensive language and disparaged women's bodies and did some stuff like this. So they kind of dug up his past a bit here. Um, and he also used some slurs while mocking his uh, co-host for being short. Uh, according to the outlet, uh, when they asked Sony and Richard's agent about the random show, uh, the audio of every episode was pulled down and the podcast hosting site uh, was deleted. Uh, Richard's subsequently issued a statement of the ringer saying that he's deeply sorry for his comments and admitted that they were, quote, not acceptable. He added, my responsibility today as father, husband, and a public personality who speaks to many people through my role on television means that I have substantial and serious obligations as a role model, and I intend to live up to them. And he's also, he's fully apologized. Right. That, you know, uh, they were doing it just goofing around, and he shouldn't have done it. It was with a, a friend of his. He was doing the podcast with a friend of his. I listened to one of the clips, and I don't know how bad it gets, but it seems pretty benign. Right. You know? Right. All right, and then uh, one, le- wait, I had another uh-huh. story. I almost threw this away. Oh, yeah. Phoebe uh, Denver. May leave Bridgerton after season two. Is she Everyone's the, leaving the is show. She the female star. Is she the, the lead? <sighs> I think she is. That's like, that's. I mean, those are the two most important people in the series, I, right? I have. I've, are you tapping out? I still say, is it out yeah, yet? That's her. 
No, are you not going to watch it well, now I don't because know. I he's said, not on it? I said because he's not on it, it was not going to be the same. So, uh, I mean, I'll check it out. I just can't imagine it's going to be the same. Uh, neither uh, Denver nor the show has made any official announcement yet, but Elite mm. Daily reports that on Tuesday uh, she revealed that she had signed a deal with Amazon to executive produce and star in the upcoming series Exciting Times. Between that project and the co-star uh, Roger Jean Page's exit... Or Rage Jean Page. Uh, Rage Jean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you say his name. I think is it Reggie? Reggie Jean? I, I thought it was Roger. Yeah. Roger Jean, Jean Page. Yeah. And she um, is the. It is the lead. She is the lead. Right. Yes. Her yeah. Him. It looks like Daphne Bridgerton may no longer have a place on season three of the. I mean, come on. So, we'll so, I but know. you found a new porn show that you watch, Kathy. What's, oh, what's the? Yeah, uh, what the hell? Uh, sex Netflix. Life, dear oh my God. God, that was like. Dude, I watched that. Did you watch? Did you? End- Holy crap! Right? Is that, that's that's the most graphic sex I've ever seen on Netflix. It's, <laughs> that's not porn. Yeah. Oh my God! I told you I had to like. Be- and the nipples on that lady are unreal. <laughs> like they like, are like like nuts. erasers. Oh my or- God! Yes. Okay. Is it like an Atari uh, joystick? Yeah. Like like a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked about it, but you know the husband, the guy that plays the husband in that show is from from Abington. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. So how, so you're seeing like full male junk and everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, there's a whole. Are you seeing, are you seeing it touched? No, there's a whole online chat about uh, episode, I (laughs) I think it's episode six, right? And it's because you see. His junk and how giant it is, right. and everyone's like, "Is it real? Is it him? Really? Is, it, is that a prosthetic? What did they do?" I, and who is when we say he? Are we talking about Wallace Shawn? Yes. No. Who are we talking about? Uh, the man. The, the man. Star, the husband. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, so, not the husband. The 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 boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah. yeah the the uh, Dick Black. Um, the. I always thought that Netflix kind of bordered on like PG thirteen ish rate, you know, right. and and this goes well beyond that. This is oh, wow. a good hard R. So yeah, sex okay. life. If you're looking for some hard nips, and did nice. you know that uh, her and the boyfriend are dating in real life? No, but yeah. when she saw no. the hog, I mean, seriously, yeah. I don't know. That was this was also a time where I thought, what's like during this scene? Like, how is he not aroused yeah, if he's oh not? God. Like, what's do they put something oh, yeah. between them when she's like rubbing up against him? Like, Mike Vogel. How do you do that? And then when I heard that they were dating, Wait I'm like, a minute. well, that yeah. Mike Vogel. Mike Vogel. Yeah, that's, that's, Mike from Philly. Uh, yes. That's what Kathy just said. Yeah. Oh, he's that's the guy him. We've had Adamson. him on. Yeah. Him. He was in yeah. Under the Dome. Yeah, check out his but unit. He's the, he, no, 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 no. He's the um, he's the husband. I'm just saying check out his unit <laughs> He's general. not the one with the giant Hey, Mike, can we see your dome? But he does look good. So who has... So the, who's the guy who has the, the monster dog? The unit the is guy. Adam. The unit. <laughs> Adam Demos. Adam Demos. Adam, Adam the Demos unit. Demos. Demos. Right. Yeah. The most Demos dog you've ever seen. <laughs> Adam Demos dog you've ever seen. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I need they're to see a picture it, of it. Wait, they're calling it penis gate. <laughs> I want to see a picture now. Do it. Do a search on um, okay. what's the name of the show? Sex Life. Sex Life. Yeah. Full frontal penis. Right. And Kathy, you're saying Are that. You're saying it for me to do that right now. Yes. Yeah. I want, I want yeah. to and see this right now. Nick, wet your lips while you do that. <laughs> Kathy, he doesn't uh, have to do that. Are you yeah. saying that? So there it is. Look on the big screen. Oh, Jesus. oh wow! Jesus. Jesus. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Who's, was this guy's right? was this guy's father Seabiscuit? And this is Netflix. That's 
That, that Jesus, that, that's bigger than a baby's arm. That's just, oh my that's God. That's bigger than the maternity <laughs> ward. It's yeah. bigger than your arm. Uh. <laughs> but do they show that? Like, yeah. Yes, look, no, 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 no. While, it, like, you see. Is he like, walking around? Is it like, like wagging? Do you see yeah. him, you know? Is he like, opening yeah, doors with it? And everything? Yeah, see him Oh from- my God. Laptop over. Yeah, there's a there's a side angle of him. Dear yeah. Lord, <laughs> that's just too big. It can't be real, right? It's no, not. I I think that's real. I, I thought it was the Mark Wahlberg Boogie Nights prosthetic. But listen, approach. CGI, they can do some crazy right. stuff. Yeah, they yeah, made it. So. They made a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, um, it's oh, not a great show. My God. <laughs> But man, is there some sense so, in there? Let me That's ask impressive. You, can I ask you guys in the show? Do they do they fully reference this enormous member? Well, or or is it just happen? Is it just oh no? It, it, there, there's like a whole Steve. scene around it because the husband. Is... <laughs> At the end credits, he gets its own moment. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. show just a picture of it. Says, you know, and Phil as uh, <laughs> right, and the <laughs> president, the penis turns the around, penis, yeah. smiles, and gives a thumbs yeah. up, yeah. and somebody throws in a peanut. You guys are so distracted right now. I seriously see that. Like five minutes. I mean, that's the answer. I mean, you need to see this. That's goddamn impressive. Well, I mean, listen. He uh, he's gotta like. That's just not how it regularly. He works out. No, 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 no. Like he's gotta like. Yeah, there's, so, there's got to be a little yeah. bit of arousal. That's not yeah. that's not your standard well, flaccid. And by the way, the, appearance. The scene is the husband is confronting the boyfriend and happens in the shower at the gym. No, <laughs> it must turn him on. No, <laughs> no, he just looks at it. He's like, "Well, I can Preston, compare." If you came home and Rochelle was with that, wouldn't you just go, "Dude, you were right. this." Uh, here, yeah, 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 here's the keys to the house. You know, yeah, uh, my, my children's yeah. names. Are, you know what, Kathy? If if it's part of a plot line. You know, so he comes in and sees that yeah. and acknowledges that, then it's probably fake. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess if they if they made that into the story, you know, they, you know, you know what I mean. For whatever well, it's worth, it's, people are texting in saying that penis is real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, my, my God. God. Yeah. Uh, has the penis signed up for a new series? Yeah, season two. <laughs> Maybe the penis is the new Bridgerton. Yeah. yeah. The penis can hold out for more in the contract <laughs> extension. <laughs> You don't need an extension. Extension being the operative word. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's porn size. That's like um, he's a. It's it's just that's bigger than uh, than uh, Peter North. So it's it's above the knee almost. Yep. Wow. Uh It's like just above the. Okay. Sex life. Uh, yeah. yeah. You guys ready for the clips now? (laughs) We should just wrap. I mean, (laughs) man. Okay. Michael Keaton steps back <laughs> in his to the world of action with the protege. And here the actor talks about how his iconic roles over the years have shaped the public's perception of him. Here we go. But, you know, you have to factor in, like, the math of things, you know, the impact, you know, of the really big, big stuff, you know, like playing Vulture and the... And Spider-Man and, and, you know, playing Batman or... The, when that's current, you know, obviously just the numbers, you know, the amount of eyeballs watching stuff, so people will come up to you based on that. I'm Big Dick Black. Mm-hmm. Um, the Protégé debuts in theaters tomorrow, by the way. Somebody texted in and said that the actor with that uh, from that, with the giant <laughs> penis said that it was fake, but uh, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. you would think that would be common knowledge, right? right? Think yeah. so. I didn't read, I mean, I'm telling you, there's a whole online <laughs> thing about this episode in the scene. I didn't fake. read any of it, but I mean, people were like, it was one of the ones where they sat their mom or their grandmother in front of the uh, yeah. computer to watch the scene and they filmed right. the reaction. Like right. that's, yeah. 
I'm going to be distracted all morning. <laughs> all right, here's the next one. It's crazy. I remember watching it and when it because you're not expecting it, and I'm like, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> I almost spilled my wine. <laughs> the modern remake of Candyman is looking to put a contemporary spin on the horror classic, and in this clip, Coleman Domingo. Uh, discusses dealing with his own Candyman growing up. Here we go. I know that there was. There's always stories about. I remember this dude who lived around the corner. There was always. There's always myth and stories about people and their history and how they got that way. I was always intrigued by those the, those men in the neighborhood or women. You're like, how did they get this way? Like, what trauma have they gone through? What psychological work have they done? And then usually you stay away from them. I brought you some candy. (laughs) Candyman is set to hit theaters on August 27th, by the way. So that guy is in uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Did anybody... Anybody watch? I watched the first season, and I was I was getting Walking Dead out. Right? Yeah, yeah. I got to go back. I, I I caught up a little bit on that, but uh, I really do. There's been a little bit of crossover between the two Walking Deads. So. Do any of the cast members have inordinately large penises? I bet you he does. Okay. I saw another uh, 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 text came and says I saw an article that he said that it's real. So it's that real. Is Wait a minute. Real. Hold on a second here. Adam uh, Demos, uh-huh. Demos, the most junk you've ever seen. Uh, he sa- it says in Entertainment Weekly, it says it's not a bottle do- body double or prosthetic. Uh, he spoke to Entertainment Weekly and revealed he was entirely comfortable with showing off his junk on television. He said, that was of, a- course. of course you Of would. course you are. If you like like being wrong. Moment. Yes. yes. I mean, if that I would show off the Motor Vehicle Bureau. <laughs> he said, I was okay with it because you read the script. Are you fanning a fart? I, no, what are you doing? Like, yeah, oh, he's miming swinging his penis around. I'm like, what are you doing over there? Right. That's how I walk into every single room. He said, I was okay with it because you read this, you read the script and I and know what you're getting yourself into from the start. So I don't think you would sign on to a show after reading the scripts and then say uh, no last minute. So Yeah, it sort of goes along with the whole rest of the show. So oddly enough, Kathy, you're saying the co-star is dating him? Is that what you're saying? In real life. Like yeah. the one who are doing of these, course she these is. very uh, graphic sex scenes. So I'm like, how could, yeah. it makes sense. How could you not date after that? Like you almost have to. So we saw a picture of her, Preston. She has stretch marks around her mouth. <laughs> I uh, can imagine. <laughs> Permanently. Uh, she looks like the Joker from uh, the Dark Knight. Do you want to know how I got these? <laughs> not really. <laughs> have you met my co-star? <laughs> Oh How come you can never put your mouth closed? <laughs> oh my God! All right, we have to take a break. We we why so penis? We have to take a break. <laughs> We're gonna come back in a moment. Uh, T.J. Miller, a little over an hour from now, joining us, which is great. He's gonna be healing comedy club. Chaz Palminteri will be here as well, and some other goodies. Stay put. We'll be right back. Ella Mega Tour hits town on Friday. Keep it on MMR for your last chance to win tickets to see Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy rock the ballpark. And for all your pre-show, pre-gaming activities, we've got you covered with special workforce blocks and an afternoon Hella Mega 12-pack Friday at 4.30. Plus, we'll do an extended block again to kick off You Call It Friday Night starting at 7. It's a hella mega week on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
I was going to bring something up. I, I've got a couple different things I could do here, and I, I might expand more on this in music news, but a, a few people sent me this article. It was uh, featured at um, WHYY, uh, and the reason I bring it up is because it's in Harleysville, where I live, where my home is. Uh, apparently, there's a warehouse oh, there yeah. that contains one of the world's largest collections of vintage electronic music gear. Oh. Amps, synthesizers, guitar pedals, mixing boards, and I mean ones that were used by artists. Well, like Rick Wakeman's uh, keyboard that he used on Roundabout. Where is this? It's in Harleysville. Do you have you passed by this building no, unknowingly? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a warehouse. I mean, oh. it's a nondescript warehouse. Wow. And like you know, there's a, the wah wah pedal that Jimi Hendrix used at Woodstock. Why isn't it? Up for display. I think it's like a private collection. Well, Harleysville is kind of the musical mecca of the world. Well, of course, yeah, we all know yeah. that. No, Harleysville is like, <laughs> we're, we're kind of out in the sticks, you yeah. know, a little bit. Well, maybe so. that's why it's out there. Yeah, so uh, it is the Electronic Music Education and Preservation Project, or uh, EMAP, I guess is how you pronounce the, uh, um, what do you call those? E.T.'s accountant. What do you call that? Um, when you take the initials. Anagram? Anagram or something? No, not anagram, but, well, anyhow, it's one of those. Nonetheless, uh, it's 30,000 square feet. Wow. Uh, there is the, um, and, and more recent things like a Sennheiser vocoder that belonged to Kraftwerk. Do we believe? <laughs> so we believe it's simply like like uh, an Indiana Jones sort of Ark of the Covenant storage thing, or is it out there for display? I don't know. All right. I'm not sure. Uh, there's a B3 Hammond that uh, belonged to John Entwistle. Wow. Boom. Acronym. Acronym. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's, uh, and in fact, there's things like, uh, the Marshall amp that, uh, Lindsey Buckingham used to record, uh, the album Rumors with. I mean, you know, some of the great Come on. albums of all time. I, I'm into this tech stuff. I'd love to see some of this. Uh, the, let's see here. There was a, uh, mixing board that Neil Young used to record the needle and the damage done. It was and apparently a former food warehouse, it says here, Preston, on the crawl yeah. we're looking at. And apparently there were, um, there's like two to 3,000 objects there. Uh, including like really early synthesizers that that started the whole thing. So the uh, the, the the giant Moog system that Keith Emerson used uh, wow. from Emerson Lake and Palmer. Oh, I love that. So the, we're watching, I guess, the video you saw. Yep, and uh, it seems to be displayed. Okay. You know? Yeah, you're right. There's some lighting and stuff. I don't know if they did that just for the shoot or not. Right. Right. Uh, but um, I have to go see this. I mean, you live right uh, there, for Christ's sake. A guy named, uh, the executive director is Drew Raisin. You probably get a discount. Not Raisin, maybe it's Raisin. But anyway, what's that? You probably get a discount because you live in uh, yeah, maybe Harleysville. A, uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe we have a community discount uh, <laughs> if you live in Harleysville. But I had no idea. No idea. See that? So that's pretty awesome. That, that shows yeah. you that if you pass by a place and you don't know what's in it, break in. Break in. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. You, you might, might find all yeah. kinds of cool things. I mean, because there is a place in Lancaster that a lot of bands, before they go on tour, will go to yes. to rehearse. A lot yeah. of Amish bands. Uh, no, you're right. I remember uh, talking to a guy who worked there, and it would be there. It's where they go. They can get away from everybody. They can focus on uh, preparing for their tour. Don't they yeah. stage their lighting and, and, and everything as well? There? I think so. Yeah. In yeah. fact, there's a lighting... Um, company right. out that way that that we, we talked i think it might have been uh rolling stones maybe go out there yes large but as band. far as the lighting company goes there was uh we got a call remember when they were doing who was the band that did drones oh uh, it was uh, uh the, muse muse, muse. muse. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they were setting their stuff up there okay uh, or or they were they were getting their tech from there so. rock lit it's, is that it mm-hmm. yeah yeah very okay. cool oh, they got all this wolf, stuff wolf sanctuary and lit it's as well so you could 
you know, do both. Wow. Is that open yet, Steve? Because you uh, tried to go to the Wolfram. I tried to okay. go there a couple times, and it was closed, but I, w- I managed to go to uh, Rock Wolf, which is a new facility. <laughs> yeah, which combines is, them? Rock yeah, Wolf. Wolves Patrol, a rock paraphernalia collection. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, security. It so, is cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, I thought that was pretty awesome. So uh, that is cool. I just wanted to mention that and um, frustrate us. Uh, yes, and frustrate you guys. <laughs> that we but can't maybe, see maybe it. I'll get a. I'll, I'll see if I can reach out to the guy and get over there and take a look at it. Yeah, awesome. Um, but um, I'll, I'll probably put that in music news. Uh, but in the meantime, there have been all kinds of studies and research information that has been done lately. It's we- time to head to the Just Saying Institute. That is absolutely correct. Of the Rock Wolf Institution. <laughs> Yet another edition. It's constantly expanding. It's unbelievable the amount of money that gets sunk into this facility. By the way, so there are studies that are constantly being done, and our staff at the Justin Institute sifts through and finds interesting things to pass along to you. So there is a new study out of the University of New Haven. Uh, uh, University of New Haven researchers that found that women were rated as more likable, competent, and funnier. If they failed to land their jokes, then men who failed to land a joke, but that there's no difference between between how they per- were perceived if the jokes jokes landed successfully. So, <laughs> if you're poor at telling jokes and you're a guy, you're going to be less likable than a woman who is poor at telling jokes. You're going to th- be thought of it less enthusiastically, but it will be yes. considered sort of a. Um, Cute or inviting or approachable? Only if you're a woman. Only if you're a woman. You're it's more you're judged more harshly if you're right. a man. Yeah. So so why, Casey and Kathy? Why don't you tell the same joke? <laughs> All <in> right. My... <laughs> Let's do one of Casey's bad jokes. Yeah, do one of my it. bad jokes. Well, I don't we... know. You, go ahead, you do it first. Well, no, no, no. Do one that I've. That What's I... like one that? Like, What's one of your um, dad jokes? Dad yeah, your dad jokes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> right, oh, I don't do dad jokes, oh, but oh. I have a really good. Uh, I have a really good. Um, Batman impression. Yes, that's yes. the one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Dude, I'm wait, not wait. going to embarrass See, myself he's for embar- you guys. Oh, we, we, uh, well, I, I understand. Okay. What was the well, line? What was the line from that joke? Uh, well, so Batman says, you keep that kryptonite away from me. And then you go, that's Superman. And you go, oh, thanks. You know, I've been working on it a lot. <laughs> I've been working on it a lot. Okay, yeah. Kathy, you do it now. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Keep that <laughs> kryptonite away from me. Keep that kryptonite away from me. Wait, that's yeah, Kathy's, Kathy's adorable. That's oh. Superman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How, do you guys think I'm so cute? Yeah, it's yeah. so adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's funny with Kathy. Even though that was, it was, it was a badly cute. told joke, yeah. it was you're still so cute. Oh, thanks. Uh, so it is thought that this happens because men are seen as trying to be self-serving when making jokes, ah. while women are perceived as trying to connect with another person when they joke around. So my wife can't tell jokes very well. <laughs> I, I can't tell jokes very well. Right. As far as punchline setup type sure. of jokes, right, right, right. Standard I right. fail every time. Because yeah. I'll, I'll do the lead in, and I will usually flub or do something wrong in the punchline, and then you're then it's shot. Yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. destroyed it, yeah. and you look and feel like an is, idiot. Is Rochelle, though... Um, Genuinely funny in some situations. Well, just, I yeah. think she's more adorable than All funny. Right. Okay. Um, so, but yes, there are times where she cracks me up. Absolutely. Uh, the study author said, unfortunately, women often have to tread lightly because their mistakes are more damning 
than the mistakes made by men. Our research suggests that this might apply more in the office than, say, on a date or in another setting where the goal is to connect. These aren't hard-set gender differences. It's more about why others think that the mistake was made in the first place. I do find it... Um, I'm I'm confused sometimes when the goal and let's talk about like a stand-up comedian. Their goal is to stand up there and make you laugh. And when right. a, and when a joke doesn't land, it has like the opposite effect. Like you get mad at them. Well, for... also the way that a, a, a practiced comedian can handle that mm-hmm. will determine how the audience responds. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, so uh, just keep that in mind as you go about telling your jokes Preston, today. Well, Preston, Kathy has another one. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. What did the pirates say when he turned eighty? I don't know. I matey. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, she's adorable. <laughs> she's adorable. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a hey comedy writer. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. What did the pirate say when he turned eighty? What? I'm eighty. Okay, cool. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Get out! How dare you? It, that study is right. That study I'm is 80. absolutely... I'm 80. I'm 80. Wait, Kathy, you say, 80. say it again. I'm 80. That's great. You say it up. I'm 80. Shut up. You said that's great. Shut up. Are you again? I'm 80. Oh, good. Dude, that's hilarious. All right, uh, let's see. We got some, we got, uh, we got stuff. Okay. Yeah, we got other stuff from Jesse and us too. All right, <laughs> it's got a monorail. Uh, this is um, it's got a monorail. <laughs> this is one that's uh, a no-brainer, I think. But a new study finds young women are more likely to want to undergo cosmetic surgery if they spend hours scrolling through Instagram. I, well, of course, oh, right? They're actually. I apologize for my voice today for some reason. But anyway, uh, we have talked about the phenomenon of women going in with people they've seen on Instagram and Instagram filters and going to surgeons replicate this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The researchers found that among the women ages 19 to 32, exposure to sexualized imagery from Instagram uh, tended to increase their levels of body dissatisfaction. Uh, The study leader and social psychologist Francesca Guizzo adds... Uh, Given Instagram's popularity as one of the world's most popular social media platforms and the increasing prevalence of cosmetic procedures, these findings are of particular interest. More needs to be done to counteract body negativity. Actions such as spreading body positivity messaging may work to improve female body satisfaction. I think also just ratcheting back on the uh, on the filters and stuff. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, that it creates an unreal expectation. And yeah. plastic surgery is happening younger now, right? Oh, way younger. It wasn't always that young. No, no, but it, but it, but it's it's certainly um, for Christ's sake, Kylie Jenner built an entire billion dollar industry based on a lie. You know, she got. Her lip kit. She's, she's so young. Hey, but she, yeah, she, so what was that? She's 15, 16 when she started all that? It's crazy. Yeah, that's way too young. Like, yeah. I remember friends of mine. I had two friends that um, got a nose job. They had, you know, like large bump. Like there, there was right. a reason for it, you know. Yeah, I had a friend of mine too had a very large nose. And when he was like 17 or 18, he got rhinoplasty. And, he needed it. And know? it was like a big deal. They hid it. Mm-hmm. They stayed in their house because they didn't want anybody to see the bruising right. and the black eyes you get and all that kind of... But it was like a huge deal and it was like, don't tell anybody. But now I feel like like my friend's like, oh, hey, I'm going to be in Bella Kimwood and get a nose job. Right. We should meet for lunch. Right. Like, you know, Different <laughs> story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Here's another interesting bit of info in scientific discovery. 
uh, from the Justine Institute. Uh, miniature brains grown in a lab from stem cells have spontaneously developed rudimentary eye structures. Oh, my God. Scientists reported in a fascinating new paper. Dude, that is freaky. That's right out of science fiction movies. On tiny human-derived brain organoids. Organoids. Grown in dishes. Two we are the organoids. Two bilaterally symmetrical optic cups were seen to grow. Yeah, cups. Mirroring the development of... I'm sorry, that was... One more time. Yeah, a cup. Uh, There's two of them. Development of eye structures in human embryos. This incredible result will help us to better understand the process of eye differentiation and mm. development as well as eye diseases. This looks adorable. It looks like two raisins placed on a uh, on an egg. Yeah, bri- uh, brain organoids are not true brains, as you might be thinking of them. They Would are, zombies like them? They're sm- maybe it's a little snack. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could like reverse Skittles. the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, They are small, three-dimensional structures grown from induced uh, pluripotent stem cells. Uh, Cells harvested from adult humans and reverse-engineered into stem cells that have the potential to grow into many different types of tissue. I'm tapping out, but one thing I, I will ask you, and I don't know if you have this information there... Is the suggestion that a brain, by its very nature, that's kept alive as an organoid, okay. uh, would would naturally evolve to produce some sort of ocular capability? That's kind of what they're saying here. So it says here, in this case, these particular stem cells are coaxed to grow into blobs of brain tissue. Blobs of brain tissue. <laughs> Without anything resembling thoughts, emotions, or consciousness. That's real medical talk there. Such mini-brains are used for research purposes. Who's up for mini-brains? Where you... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, those mini-brains. Totally. It's like cereal. those mini-brains. Such mini-brains are used... And they're sugar-coated. For research purposes where using actual living brains would be impossible or at the very least ethically tricky. Testing responses, for example... Or observing cell development under certain adverse conditions. Press it any word on how I could grow a penis like the guy in that picture earlier. <laughs> Sex life? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe this what, is the entree. For is it. it possible that a penis gets so big that it grows eyes? That's a maxi brain right there. <laughs> right? Dude. <laughs> it grows eyes. Because <laughs> I think that guy's junk is going to grow eyes. Two eyes at the base. Imagine remember- if you go to the Pearl Vision Center. Oh, it's not for me. <laughs> Do you remember the, the, the movie Gattaca? Okay, where, yes, where people are movie. genetically engineered. And, yeah. and uh, Ethan Hawke's character has to give a urine test. And the doctor goes, he goes, wow. And, you know, he sees him yeah. whip it out and he goes, nice specimen. He goes, I wish I would have ordered one with you had... His was natural. Right, He's right. He has a big penis, and oh, he goes, okay. "I wish my parents would have ordered one." Yeah, it that it, in the movie you were able to pick certain traits for your children. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, um, so it's a great movie. Who knows if uh, they'll be able to do it with studies like this? Hey, mini Nick, brains it, and giant penises. Isn't it called hanging brains when uh, you yeah. just kind of hang your? <laughs> yeah, that's where this came from. Yeah, mini brain studies and yeah. uh, growing hanging your in. testicles out of your, yeah, out of your zipper. Zipper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it looks like a brain, <laughs> man. We had a guy in the fraternity house who would hang brains. So you'd just be sitting on the couch watching TV, and all of a sudden you'd have something on your head. And you're hanging like, brains. That's not hanging brains, dude. That is sexual assault. Right. Uh, it, was also... it was different in the 90s. <laughs> hanging brains, you just, you just hang them. You just hang yeah. them outside It's like your that pants. episode of The right. Wonder Years where yeah. he remembers hanging brains. So uh, the co- the uh, de- development team is seeing uh, seeking to observe eye development. Uh, in previous research, other scientists had used embryonic stem cells to grow optic cups 
the structures that develop into almost yeah, the entire... <laughs> the entire globe of the eye during embryonic development and other research had developed optic cup-like structures from induced uh, pluripotent stem cells. Rather than grow these structures directly, the team wanted to see if they could uh, be grown as an integrated part of brain organoids. All right. <laughs> I love all the words in this story. The organoids! Uh, this would add a benefit of seeing how the two types of tissues can grow together rather than just growing optic structures in isolation. So Sounds like some something Doctor Who would encounter. Yeah, so they're, they're, yeah, these little brains with eyes. All right, so ramifications wow. of this. Could, could this be a way to cultivate eyes? Maybe in the long run. All so, right. yeah, so uh, previous work in the development of organoids showed uh, evidence of retinal cells, but these do not, do not develop retinal uh, optic structures. So the team changed their protocols. They didn't attempt to force development of purely neural cells at the early stage of neural, <laughs> right. whatever, differentiation. So, 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 yes, Steve, they're going to try to grow eyeballs and maybe retinas okay. and things You like know that. there are creatures that do spend all of their time in, in the dark. Right. And if you ever see them, at least... The ones that I've seen appear to have bumps where eyes would be, and I wonder if that's just a natural part of evolution, Mm -hmm. that there's always some sort of accommodation for that. See, when I hear this story, I'm thinking not about the eyes, but the brains that they're growing, and uh, is this, Steve, how they're going to power AI and robots, right? So... Can they somehow... Tap into... Mm -hmm. Create little brains and Uh, hook them up to a robot? That is the the that has been a major part of science and speculative fiction for ever. I mean, yesterday that wouldn't we were watching... be artificial intelligence. That would be yeah. actual intelligence. And, and we're watching robots do parkour, and now right. we got brains right. going in dishes with eyes popping out of them. You know, I mean, where is? I mean, le- legitimately, in ten years, yes, where are these things? You, 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 know? you can't even imagine. Though they are saying we will have fully robotic succulents. Okay. <laughs> well, oh my god! Right? Yeah. Yeah. Lauren Hardy, it's crazy. If, if 2030. You, if you look back to when uh, test tube babies was a yeah. very controversial, yeah. right? Uh, you know, uh, idea, and there was all kinds of uproar against that type of thing. And now, uh, fertility stuff is is commonplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's exactly you what can get you do. powdered mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to make mm-hmm. babies. Okay, can you can they extract um, semen out of a fully vasectomized? Not sack. Uh, can they do that? Can, like so? <laughs> did, you, did you just whisper nuts? Uh, the question in front of the panel today is: Can semen be fully extracted? Nuts. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. We, we couldn't hear you. What, sir? Could you speak up, please? Can semen be extracted from a fully? <laughs> but, but can it though? Or, or I don't know. Okay. All right. So I have, they, they I have my prostate is out and my seminal yeah vesicles. I guess they're referred to. They are there. Right. Mine are still there. Right. So I've been vasectomized. I believe you can. I believe you can still produce a little. I can. If you but, get the attachment. So here's the deal. Like, they say that you can reverse a vas- vasectomy. Yes, it's not can. 100%. It's right. not 100%, but but they do, you know, all they do is just, you know, reattach or whatever. Except it comes out your butt. So but what that tells me. <laughs> <laughs> if you reverse it, fully. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> My wife would be way less inclined to make a baby that way. Wow. Uh-huh. 
Science. All right. But. All right, back up, back up to my vagina. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. The, um. Case, it looks like. Oh, sorry, I snorted. It says you can withdraw sperm from the testicle, but I don't know if that's, not, if, it's, if that's after the vasectomy. It has to be because if I can still, if it can be reversed, it means I'm still making so it. Yes. You're still making it, but your body absorbs it. Right, mm-hmm. because you've, you've, you've closed or ex- the, the pathway. Right. You've closed the egress, as they say. Right. Right? So, so if, if you had to bet on the male members of the Preston and Steve show conceiving a baby at this point, uh, where would you put your money? Because Preston and Casey and I have all been, uh, had vasectomies. I'd put my money There's on no Steve. There's no way. Steve, <laughs> yeah. Steve had prostate cancer yeah, yeah. and had his prostate removed. So, but. But I, I don't understand your question. If one of us were forced to have a baby, if you, if, if we had it. to keep the, no, 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 we had to keep like the population <laughs> of the earth going. Oh, yeah. I would right. do it. <laughs> I would love to have That's another baby. Who would That's have the, the best chance? Even though, yeah. I was wondering, could you eliminate that? Even though yeah. we've had a uh, vasectomy, right? Yeah. Where, where, where's the money on the male members of the President Steve show producing another uh, human being without having a reversal done? Yeah. It get, it has none of us, I guess. But that's, to, it, that, that's what I'm asking about, like with Casey's question. Like, if we took the sperm, I'm not saying. Right. He's I, saying who has who's oh, the best chance? Yeah. Oh, who would be? It would be. It wouldn't know. be Steve, right? You guys are oh, the same Steve age. I have not have anymore. I've got confetti you, okay. in mine. Yeah. You guys can still produce produce <laughs> yeah. it. Your body's just okay. absorbing it. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. That's why so I know. You've had three kids. You've had three kids. Yeah. So I'd put our money on us over you. That I don't know about. Yeah. Wow. Um, Has Bill know. Holmes himself wow. yet, by the way, with this conversation? I, I don't know. But anyhow, they're growing brains that are now growing <laughs> oh, that's eyes. That's, that's what there is. And that's all the time we have from oh, Justine Institute. <laughs> I would have gone further, but we headed down a path I did not expect. And you know when to wrap That's up. what happens on the Preston and Steve show. Uh, so we'll say goodbye to the Just Saying Institute, and we'll, we'll visit another time. Uh, but in the meantime... I would like to give you some tickets. John Mulaney is coming to town. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be play, playing 12 shows, 11 of them sold out. The 12th show is October 12th, and uh, tickets are on sale now. And if you are caller number 22, you get a pair of them. 215-263-WMMR will be at the Academy of Music on October 12th. So let's get you on with that right now. We're going to get to the Bizarre File when we return. Then right after that, T.J. Miller on this show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I would like to do a shout out yeah, if you guys hey. don't mind real quick. And it's to one of our own, a young lady named uh, Jess Bungay, who is a uh, calendar girl from, I think she was in the 2009, the legendary 2009 yeah. calendar. Yeah. Uh, she and her hubby just had a baby. Whoa! That's awesome. She's great. She lives in Florida. She's a sweetheart. She's a goddess, actually, is what she is, Jess Bungay. Uh, so, so nice. So cool. I don't, you know what? I don't know what her married name is. I've always known her as Jess Bungay. But anyhow, her uncle Gordon reached out to me, and he wanted to send a big shard out to her. So let's give her a Tom Jones. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we could yeah. do that. She's a, she's a doll. She's family. The baby's uh, name, by the way, is Callan James uh-huh. or CJ. So here we go. Yeah! All for you, Jess, and the baby. Uh, one of our other calendar girls just had a baby, too. Uh, remember Alicia Jimenez? Uh, yes. Jimenez, yeah. yes. She was uh, the one that was standing outside of uh, Silk City. Oh. And when the bus drove by. Oh, okay. my God. Of course I know yes. her. Yes. Tourists never had a better day in their lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah she, she had a baby? She just had a baby, like, brand new, like, a couple of days ago, I think. The last time I saw her was at her belly flop. She was a, uh, oh, she was, right. was yeah, serving drinks. She was in the calendar again, though. She was in the one that we did at the uh, at the foundry. The best yeah. of. The yes. best yeah. of. Yep, yeah. she was. The so they had a baby. Yeah. Yes. And then also Brittany, our, our buddy yes. Brittany's pregnant. She just announced yes. on Instagram as well, too. So Brittany Clemens, uh, Taylor, is also so pregnant, so baby's all abound. Hit it, fellas. Oh, another one? Yeah, yeah. let's oh, do okay. it. Come all on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful news. That's great. <laughs> Excellent. All right, listen, we got to do the Bizarre file, so let's get to it. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Well, a 32-year-old man has died two days after he was spotted hanging off of the safety bar of a cable car ride before plunging 50 feet to the ground in front of horrified families. It's some incredibly bizarre video. Uh, police announced the unidentified parkgoer's death just two days after he was filmed, hanging from the safety bar of his seat on the Sky Ride at Lagoon Amusement Park. Uh, he was seen dangling from the car while facing towards it uh, as it crossed above a fountain surrounded by people, many of whom stopped and pointed up at the man. He did not, however, appear to be struggling to get back on the ride. No. And instead appeared calm as the seat that he was dangling from passed by the camera. Cops say that the man... Uh, was in the park with his family at the time, although he was riding the cable car alone. His family has reportedly asked authorities not to release his name. And mystery surrounds how the man ended up over the side of the ride 
and whether he let go of the bar deliberately or fell after being unable to climb back in. An investigation is ongoing. There's a, a ride. Well, it's not a ride. I'm sorry. It's a game at Maury's Pier where you hang from a bar and yeah. you got to see how long you I've can actually it. hang. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long I could actually hang yeah, from a they, bar. They usually have like a two-minute countdown clock, right? Or, or you... I, I've, I've seen people doing it, and I haven't stayed long enough. To You're see not 50 feet is. up, though, right? You no. Know? no, no, no. You're yeah. just above the ground, but it's it's a contest to see how long you right, can do it right. and whether you win a prize or not. But, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, grip strength is, like, in in, uh, uh, in things like um, um, jujitsu uh-huh. is something you really work on because okay. it takes a lot. You're like those uh, rock climbers. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. Incredible grip strength. It's it's not as strong as you think it is. If you watch America's Funniest Home Videos and people try to do the, like a rope swing out over a river, uh, yeah. you see them face plant yes. all the time because they don't realize... How much strength you need to be able to do that? Uh, so, uh, just a few minutes later, after uh, this happened, police said they received multiple calls that the man had fallen from the ride, oh, man. which transports guests from one side of the park to the other. Officers and paramedics promptly arrived on the scene to render medical aid. They said before ultimately deciding to airlift the man to a hospital in Utah, where he was listed in critical condition and apparently passed away. Jeez, uh, the, a couple of days after that. So. Uh, both police and Lagoon officials said it did not appear the ride malfunctioned, and an investigation of the man's death is underway as questions remain about the incident. <laughs> I mean, you think one of the slowest, safest rides you could right. be on. Yeah. Emergency crews responded Tuesday to an SUV that drivers spotted submerged in the Yakima River, <laughs> but the Yakima County Sheriff's Office says the driver claims he did it intentionally. Wait until you hear why he drove his truck into the river. Caller said they saw a blue Suburban in the water of the river. Sheriff's deputies responded. They found the vehicle in the water and the owner nearby. The owner of the vehicle told them he had replaced the thermostat in the vehicle and needed to fill the radiator with water. So he drove it into the river? The driver told them he intentionally drove the SUV into the water so that he could get water into the radiator. To be honest... Uh, it's better he has no vehicle. Right. <laughs> He's too stupid. The vehicle has been towed back out of the river. No word on the damage done. So the notion of actually just pouring it into the radiator. I guess he, he didn't have time him. for that. Yeah. All right. I don't, I'm a busy or, or he, man. He didn't think to do it. Well, a wealthy businessman. Usually, dogs are the heroes, but not this time. Authorities in the U.K. were searching for an elderly woman on Saturday who'd been missing for over an hour when a member of the public heard her cat named Piran meowing. Uh, the police said that the person led rescuers to the woman who had fallen about 70 feet into a stream in North Cornwall in an area that is difficult to access. Uh, rescuers got to the woman. Uh, they got her out. She was taken to a hospital where she is listed as being in stable condition. But so this old woman falls 70 feet. The other guy falls 50 feet. Yeah. A younger guy and doesn't make it. Yeah. But, but she... <laughs> I don't think it was a free fall for her. Him, right. It was a straight free fall. All right. Hey, a giant, did you guys see this? A giant rubber ducky? Yes. Made a surprise appearance in a main harbor. <laughs> no. <laughs> and officials say they have no idea why. Does it say joy on it? It says joy on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Given, the harbor master of Belfast Harbor, said the 25-foot-tall yellow duck with the word joy written on it, uh, its front, appears to be anchored in the, shall- in the shallow part of the harbor. And according to Given, she said, everybody loves it, and nobody's in a hurry to get rid of it. Yeah. They just want to leave it out and there. It's really... smile. It's adorable. I think there was a follow-up I thought I heard, overheard on the news this morning as to who did it, but I, I didn't see the story anywhere. 
uh, over drinks with his alleged accomplice Saturday night, an off-duty Portland firefighter decided to, quote, teach a lesson to a man he had learned reportedly burglarized the marijuana dispensary that he operated. Uh, so Douglas Borland, uh, Hong Lee, uh, and his friend Hong Lee, uh, drove to downtown Portland to look for the man and found him outside Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, where Lee pistol-whipped him and forced him into the black Range Rover that Borland was driving. Uh, Borland, together with Lee and another man, Edward Simmons, uh, then took the abductee to a marijuana farm where they hid him in a storage container. What? They didn't call the police or anything. No. They kidnapped this guy. Well, the law usually encourages you to take matters into your own hands. Uh, friends of the man saw him forced into the Range Rover and called uh, his father to tell him what they witnessed. Meanwhile, an Uber driver called police Sunday mm. saying they reported the same thing. I thought pop people were more chill. Uh, the driver told police that the man unsuccessfully tried to brace himself against the door frame to avoid being pushed inside the SUV. So, I mean, they forced yeah, him in wow. there. Wow. Uh, he followed the Range Rover, and uh, it didn't have any license plate, but he got a picture of it. Where are um, we going? Uh, the victim of the alleged kidnapping wasn't inside the SUV when they pulled it over, but police found a gun on the floorboard in the front passenger seat and blood on the inside of the rear driver's Uh-oh. side door. Police searched the inside of the Oregon Hemp House for the man and didn't find him there. Uh, Lee, when interviewed by detectives, said Borland had learned that a man had recently burglarized his business and had stolen marijuana. So Lee said he and Borland decided to teach him a lesson. And the idea was to put him in a storage container overnight at the pot farm. Uh, the plan was to remove him the next morning then force him to lead them to the marijuana he had stolen. Lee said he had fired his gun once while they were at the farm. So Let me ask you, did they store him in a container with pot in it? I don't know. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> awful. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Borland faces three counts of first-degree kidnapping, yeah. and the other guys face charges as well. So that's some serious trouble there, and that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you at this point in time. This morning, we have a wonderful place here, uh, the Ram Restaurant and Pint House. If you missed your favorite local restaurant over the past 18 months, well, your table is ready at the Ram and Percocet. Awesome. You can grab a Stella Artois at the Ram with your favorite f- and friends, your favorites and friends, and you're uh, bound to have a good time with that. And I would like to thank uh, Joe and Janine Wade for bringing the goodies in here for this, this morning. They brought us uh, cheesesteak pierogies. I like that. And we'll take caller number 12, and we will give you a $25 gift card for the Ram Restaurant and Pint House, which is at 606 West Chestnut Street in Percocet. 215-263-WMMR, the number. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. When we get back, T.J. Miller is going to be joining us. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Adam Ensling here, local writer. I'm promoting my book, Igoterra, Mandy Mission War, a science fiction book with AI cyborgs. It's an evocative solar system with multiple worlds, political intrigue, and deep personal convictions among its characters. Look for it on Amazon.com. Igoterra, The Mandy Mission War by Adam Ensling. Next message. Hey, this is Ted from nerds to go and Swarthmore serving your computer repair needs in the Delaware County area. Ever worry about ransomware for your business? Preparing for back to school? Need to make sure you're ready? That's where we come in. Give us a call and we'll be sure to get you the best care possible and make those computer frowns flip upside down. 484-724-8717. Again, that's 484-724-8717. Mention the President Steve Show for $25 off your in-store repair or on-site at your home or business. Thanks. 
the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Steve, I got a uh, text. Somebody requesting a tiny shard out. So could we maybe do one of those little squeaky ones? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. And this says, a tiny shout out from my oldest, Reagan, on our last mommy-daughter day, headed to OC with PNS on. All right. So a little squeaky for Reagan. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. That's tiny. Or can I do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. One of those? Thank you. Now, is that Reagan, R-E-G-A-N, as in the exorcist, or is it Reagan as in President Reagan? Uh, it's R-E-A-G-A-N. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But it may be President Reagan. I, I've known That's my little girl. <laughs> Him and mom. Enjoy your squeaky, tiny fart. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're waiting on T.J. Miller. Yeah, I talked, to, story? I talked to him on the telephone. Uh, he, we're going to Zoom with him. Uh, so he just was uh, running a little bit behind. Uh, Completely so, understand. Yeah, so he, is, uh, he should be on any minute now. Presently, so, as they say. Presently, mm-hmm. as they said. All right, so we got to find something to talk about in the well, meantime. Can I ask you guys something? Yeah. Have, have you guys seen this uh, milk crate challenge yet? Nope. Okay. Is it a TikTok thing? Uh, I don't know where it originated, uh, but it looks fun. I don't want to do it. So, Preston, what they essentially do is they stack all these milk crates on top of each other, mm-hmm. uh, like a pyramid or triangle style. All right. And then you have to stand at the top of the milk crate and then... You have to try, and, and it's like step style, and then you have to be able to like walk down or, or run down the milk crates without falling off. That's ridiculous. And so, so the, the, it'll fall apart. Right? It'll fall apart. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not no. going to do it either. But I thought maybe Nick McElwain would want to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nick, Nick, his brain bleed. Nick will do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I wait. I'm sorry, Kathy. What did you ask? Can some people accomplish it? I the the only one I saw was a girl accomplishing it. I guarantee you. One day, someone will total up the amount of people who've gotten killed doing social media challenges. challenges. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you look at some of these things are so damn dumb. It right. does look fun. I-, I would do it. Uh, why does it look? F- why, I, does uh, it look fun? I haven't seen it. Yeah. So I can't are, are, they, are you guys grabbing a video of it why so a person it, can look why at it? Why would it seem fun walking down? Because it's a challenge. Uh, I think what looks so, fun is eating Tide Pods. N- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that does not look fun. It looks fun, but... Like smashing your face into the See, like, ground does not look fun. looks fun to me. You right. know what yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Walking down milk crates <laughs> does not does not sound. No, I haven't seen yeah, it, right. so I can't I can't really comment on it. So when I point. was when I was watching it, I didn't know what I was watching at first. I just saw this girl standing on top of all these milk crates, and I was like, "What's going? To, what's going to happen here?" I had no clue, and she stood up there for probably a good 15, 20 seconds before she decided to descend. By the way, where, where do you get all these milk crates? Uh, you got milk crate store, I guess. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Milk crate. <laughs> yeah. Milk crate emporium. Um, so it's. <sighs> it, we're watching, and it looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like the tallest peak that this guy's going to step on is seven milk crates uh, stacked on top of each other. Um, so it it wobbles. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Never mind. I watched somebody fall off. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, this dude yeah. fell hard oh to the ground from pretty high up. So and he's having a hard time getting up. Yeah. So, sounds like a blast. Uh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, not for me. This girl did complete it. Yeah, she completed it. Yeah, yeah. I guess now she I can, can put that, that on the resume. <laughs> you could do that. Right, you think you Kathy? could do it, Kathy? Uh, no, probably not. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
By the way, I'm on hold with my neurologist right now, so this challenge isn't for me. Yes, probably not. Casey recommended it. Yeah, I heard. Look great and see if you can run down. That should help with your major level concussion. Oh, my God. I'm watching people fall. Yeah, they look like they're getting hurt bad, man. Like lower back injuries and stuff like that, so... Uh, no, no, it's okay. okay. I'll, I'll take a hard pass on that one. Yeah, so. me too. Never mind. All right. Well, our guest is ready to go and we're excited to have him on. It's been a while, uh, but he did spend, I, re- I remember last time he was here in our studio, his, his conversation was so engaging, but if you guys recall, I had to pee really bad yes. Yes. and, and he accommodated you left the studio yeah. while the interview continued, <laughs> peed and came back. It's the only time in our 25 plus year career uh, well, 24 years, yeah, however yeah. long we've been together, that I've ever done anything like that. And, and he, he was, was very, he was very accommodating. He was a trooper. I think we did like two long segments with him. So yeah. it's it's awesome to have him back on. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, <laughs> tomorrow, and Saturday. Why? I think he, he went he off to pee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're watching the Zoom. He just walked. <laughs> he just got up and walked away. <laughs> Introduce him. He might still be. Ladies listening. and gentlemen, T.J. Miller. Yeah. And there he is. Yeah. Got back. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you guys doing? It's, it's a shame I can't be uh, in studio, but uh, I'm here in my blurry home, which is really, really nice to be here. Everything's kind of opaque, and uh, every so often I wonder: Is that my wife? Is that a chair? Right. We, it looks we're cool. watching the Zoom. Yeah. He's got a blurred background, and uh, yeah, so it's a big mystery as to what's behind him. I, TJ, I oh, think that's great. Well, wait. So this is just audio? No, no. we're seeing the video. Well, no, we we, yeah. we can see you, but our yeah. audience uh, cannot right now. Now, when we we will post this later on, where people can see what's going on. But we're on the radio for the audience live right now. Well, this is fantastic, and I'm sure your listeners love to hear the particulars of how we're doing this. That's great. I'm bringing all that up and using the time wisely. No, it's so fun. You know, I haven't been to Philadelphia in, uh, well, I mean, two years. Yeah. Over two years. And so, and that's one of my favorite places to perform. Excellent. And this same, Helium has a club in Portland, which is also one of the great clubs, but I didn't miss them at all. Because the Pac Northwest and the West Coast is all a bunch of, well, <laughs> you know, a word that I can't say on terrestrial radio. <laughs> okay. But, um, so, um, but, you- but so it's, it's fun because I've missed kind of these East Coast places like Boston and Philadelphia. But Philadelphia is much more fun. In Boston, I played the Wilbur Theater, which is just really, really big and not as personal as uh, Helium in Philadelphia. It's such a great club. So I'm excited to be back, and I love... Uh, Philadelphia as a as a city. Well, everyone's yeah. excited. I mean, I, and Helium is such a great club, and and uh, you know, you're great, and and that energy that you can only get when you're down in the club, um, you know, and that's to me, Helium is the perfect design. It's it's a wide room, shallow, and um, you know, so so to be back and be doing what you love to do. I mean, how long did you have to take? Were you able to finagle gigs? throughout most of the pandemic or did you have to kind of go into a general lockdown yourself? Well, you know, it's interesting uh, because first of all, just off of what I, what you said about being sort of in the club and right there, I had one of the great Saturday nights of my life because I'm always working. And here in uh, New York, I came back from where we were visiting my father-in-law, I drove all the way in three hours to get into 
the city to go um, to see. I saw Louis C.K., but it was at the Hulu Theater. So it was this gigantic theater, you know? Right. And it was just one of the great shows I've ever seen. He's so funny. What he's doing right now is just so... I mean, it, it's so funny that I want to, like, tell the bits to you guys. <laughs> I mean, just he was doing really interesting stuff about how we, during the pandemic, we got really good at counting deaths. Right. Figuring out how to describe deaths and that, uh, you know, this is like a September 11th every day. And then he went through and he said, well, World War II is this many September 11th. Is this many September 11th? And then he says... But, you know, September 11th, that was really only one September 11th. Right. Of, it wasn't that bad. Right. Of how many people died. So it's just, he's doing that level of stuff. But then right afterwards, I was driving home and I saw that Marlon Wayans was at Gotham Comedy Club. So I just had the car stop and I went in there to watch his show because I play that club. Um, and it was just such a different experience because there's are two titans of comedy. But in the club, it's just you're so much more present and you're really moving around people to see what's he doing and what's, you know. So you're just so much more actively engaged. And that's why I love doing clubs opposed to theaters. And you're right, Helium is one of the great clubs. But that intimacy is a big part of why, um, you know, I wasn't able to work for seven months. I was yeah. unemployed seven months. So and- so, so doing like the, uh, the parking lot stuff or the, um, you know, the... The sort of hacks, you know, like Bert Kreischer, for example, he came to town. Bert is so big on stage that he yeah. ro- he rocked that. But it's it's not everybody's strength, you know. Well, I was I was performing in parking lots, but not comedy. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a time, gentlemen, that I was doing things that I wasn't very proud of. Oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, of course, I mean I was doing I, I was a parking lot attendant for Burt Kreischer's. Oh. Oh, I thought I saw you. <laughs> it was it was nothing very sexual, but I'd do a little extra if people gave me a twenty. It was fifteen dollars to park. Yeah. Twenty if you want to see me move my stuff. You know, move. Move my thing. But I I know I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't do uh, any Zoom shows except for this one that's happening right now. But I just felt like this for stand-up comedy just wasn't, it just wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And it just didn't match. It was like people have seen me on screen in film and television. And I think that's where they should remember me on screen, not, uh, you know, from my living room. And then those drive-in movie theaters, I mean, I am very big on stage. I've got, you know, I do some juggling stuff. I do, you know, I improvise. But a lot of what makes my show great is that I'm improvising and riffing and working off the crowd. Right. And I can't do that if everybody's in their cars. I can't be like, (laughs) hey, Jesus Hawk, what are you hogging about? Where are you from? Flash flash five times if you're in IT. Flash six times if you're in hospitality. Flash seven times if you're an accountant. Flash seven times. I go, oh, look at this guy in account. That's why you're driving a. That's why you're driving a Prius. Those are over. Tesla's where it's at now. That's not gonna work. Right, it's not. Yeah, not gonna work. And so um, I just felt it was better to kind of wait until I could return to actually. And I focused on my podcast, cashing in with T.J. Miller. Right. And I also, obviously, I have a hot sauce. It's available so, on, on my site. TJ Miller does not have a website.com. <laughs> Dude, you have peanut butter. I've, I've heard of people yes. having hot sauces before. You have peanut butter. 
Mm-hmm. I just rolled out my new line of peanut butter. In fact, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm go. <laughs> okay, yeah, go for He's it. getting up to go get... I guess he keeps it in the bathroom. And I've just recently come around to, like, flavored peanut butters, ah. yeah. which are another level of awesome. And that's what TJ, I assume that's what he's going to get right now, but he's got some oh, different exactly right. flavored, <laughs> flavored <laughs> peanut butters. I, I actually, we don't, all my stuff is downstairs because um, I'm bringing it to Philadelphia, obviously, but I've worked with these people. It's called Be Happy Peanut Butter. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's out of focus. It's Hold it back. Out. There we go. Hold it back a little bit. There you go. There right you there. Go. Got it. Yep. And wow. so this is, it's gourmet peanut butter. So you eat it right out of there with a spoon. Wow. And mine is, I have three flavors. I have chocolate coconut, which is real coconut, dark chocolate, and oh, that's peanuts. Cool. That's cool. Then I have uh, cherry chocolate, which is dried cherries um, and uh, uh, dark chocolate and honey roasted peanuts. And then I have uh, Toffee Crispy, which is toffee, milk chocolate, and then Rice Krispies. And that's my crunchy peanut butter. Has dude, rice dude, did you, are these, did they present these to you or did you come up with these flavors? Yeah. So what I do is I work with, it's the same with the hot sauce. I work with, the. these are family companies, family friends. Uh, the Scoville brothers are in central Indiana and they're friends. So we went back and forth and figured out, okay, I like the Chipotle heat with a, but a little bit more heat, smoky, but a little more heat. Okay, for the insane ghost pepper type ass that has a lot of cuss words in that right, yeah. label. For that. Um, that one is, you know, I wanted something really, really hot, but still with flavor. So we work on that stuff. And with the peanut butter, I just, I love toffee and I love their idea of Rice Krispie treats because they have, it's Be Happy Peanut Butter. So they have all their own kind of peanut butters as well. Um, but, and then the cherry chocolate, I just felt was like, uh, it's like, have you ever had that goober, the smuckers, the yes. gel on the peanut butter? Yep. Well, that's trash, right? <laughs> that is garbage. That's wet, hot garbage compared to my cherry chocolate peanut butter. And, uh, and, and so it really does feel like it's the peanut butter and jelly. In the, but this is gourmet peanut butter. You eat it right out of the jar. I have yet to use it. On a sandwich because I'm done with the entire jar right. before I can figure out where the bread is. A couple of questions are flooding my mind. You said the Scoville brothers. Did you say that? Yes. Are these the creator of the Scoville scale that everyone uses to judge hotness of peppers? No, no, that's no, no, that's from um, uh, that was long before them. But that's kind of where they got their moniker. All right, they, we love Scoville. And this is, you know, so they, they theirs is Scoville Brothers hot sauce. And gotcha. You can find them online also. Um, now, but the, you know, and the Weed family, which is the peanut butter, <laughs> the peanut butter family, their last name is Weed, which I think is perfect. You okay. Know? Yeah. yeah. Be more perfect. And they're also based out of Central Indiana, so these are both kind of mom and pop operations. The Be Happy people, they start. This was a class project for their kids to try and make peanut butter and sell it. And they said, well, why don't we sell this stuff? It's good. And now I think it's basically their full-time job. And then collaborating with me. So as you guys can see, I'm trying to get out of the comedy business. <laughs> no, listen. Distribution. Mm-hmm. distribution of mm-hmm. peanut butter, hot sauce, and foodstuffs. Right. Look Look at, like, George Clooney. His entire entertainment career was eclipsed by the booze, right? I mean, so if you get something like this, and by the way, the first peanut butter you mentioned sounds like a Mounds bar. Uh, with the coconut and yes. dark chocolate. 
Would that be fair to say? And almond, yeah, so it'd be more like an almond joint. Like an almond joint, yeah. Well, sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. You feel like you're going insane and you want to kill everybody around you. Sometimes you want coconut. <laughs> exactly. You know? And so, uh, and so that's uh, that's exactly right. I mean, it's a, it's not candy, but it's it's really a dessert peanut butter. And um, so, where yeah, do, just, where do we get it? Where where, where can T- we get it? Yeah, it's on TJ well, Miller does not have a website dot com. Okay, but I mean, yes, is it, but also no stores at the shows at the shows. Okay, because. And those shows are, I think, almost sold out. We have some tickets left for the late shows, but call right now to get your tickets. Tonight's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's just, um, it's. I love that Thursday first show feel. But what I do is instead of selling T-shirts or something like that uh, after shows, I sell the peanut butter and the hot sauce. And um, so you can come and get your peanut butter. I'll autograph it so it's worth <laughs> Less, and then, uh, and you know, you can get some peanut butter at hot sauce afterwards. Say hello, um, which is always great for me too. I love sort of being able to interact with the audience after the show and hear what they said. You know, people tell me, "Oh, I love doing this. I love doing that." And I say, "I don't care about that anymore. I want you to try the peanut butter, try the hot sauce." Right. I want to be known as the guy. It's like George Clooney. I don't want to be known as. The, you know, the guy that's from film and television and Ehrlich Bachman and Weasel and the guy Clay from Office Christmas Party. I don't want to, I want people to say, I know his peanut butter and his hot sauce and, you know, his pickles because I'm coming out with a line of pickles. Soon. Oh, yeah. I want to know, you know, but didn't he used to be on television or something? Gotcha. Wasn't he? Uh, who cares? I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, that's, that makes sense to me. Again, Francis Ford couple, couple, right? The, the great Godfather director, his wine has far eclipsed all the money he ever made from any of the movies. Mm-hmm. So that's clearly... People don't know about this. Yes. Yeah, an entertainment career is just a jumping off point <laughs> okay. to sell food and beverage. To your that's peanut butter and pickles. I, I mean, I wish I was kidding. But, yeah. You know, Ryan Reynolds is hawking Aviation Gym, his little... Uh, but buddy, uh, Hugh, Jack, Jack Human, you Jack, Jack Human, Jack Human, Jack Human. Jack Human is the best porn name of all time. Jack Human. Jack Human. Yeah. If, he if he doesn't jokingly use that as his porn pornographic name, that is so good. Jack Human. So, so with the gin, and obviously uh, he's you know, he's hawking coffee. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you're, it's just that's what we all want. That's what we all want to do. We just want to transition from acting and producing and writing and directing. Yes, I have a, a series that I wrote about the pandemic called The Loneliest Megaplex, where uh, it's, it's when people got uh, movie theaters open back up and nobody was seeing movies. Right. So my character, that's me. I get hired back, but I'm the only person they hire. <laughs> so it's just me at this 30 screen megaplex. Yes, that's funny. Yes, I have this podcast, Cashing In with T.J. Miller, which is great. The host, Cash Levy, a great friend of mine. It's an interview show. He's had trouble getting guests. Right. So I've been the only guest on the show for 237 episodes. Uh, yes, those are great things. But I want people to get into the peanut butter and wash it down with the hot sauce. That's the point. That's what we're all here to do. You know, it's funny, With even though you've been away from us, we haven't seen you in a while, I feel like I constantly see you because... The Deadpool movies run constantly, and the they run constantly. yeah, yeah. I mean, all the time, and the the especially the the second uh, Deadpool two. Uh, your your exchange with Cable when you're being held prisoner, I think, is hilarious. 
And I want to know, it, it was clearly you're doing a ton of improv in it. How long did that scene take to get it the way everyone wanted it? Um, you know, it's some of these scenes, that scene specifically, if I remember, was um, some of these scenes take a while. But some of them, we just get the writing as is, which is really good. Those two writers are amazing. And then we, um, you know, then I improvise. Right. And Josh Brolin isn't really like, he's not an improviser. He's a, you know, <laughs> mean potatoes actor. He's great. He can do anything. I mean, anything. But he kind of does the lines and gets them. He wants to get them exactly right. And then I, of course, just do the lines and then I'm, I'll improvise. Everybody, even Michael Bay always says, you're you're really good in your first takes, and then it gets weaker and weaker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you should be doing one take instead of yelling at me for five takes. Right. And um, But, yeah, that one, we improvised, we, we got it, and then we improvised afterwards, and they didn't use the thing that I thought was the funniest. It's all a funny scene, but one of the takes at the end, I say... Now go, Cable, kill Deadpool. <laughs> and that was just such a funny idea. That, I, that you completely <laughs> turn on him. <laughs> At the end of this torture scene, quote right. unquote, I'm sort of saying, you know, go get him, kill him. You know, kind of because he put me through this predicament. But that just perfectly personified their friendship, uh, I think, perfectly. But, yeah, that's such a funny one. But all of it is improvised. I mean, I, I often mention to Kate that, Whenever we're out and somebody sort of says a line or quotes a line, they're almost always ones that I improvise. And I think that's just because they're the most me. Right. You know, that's me me doing comedy with nobody else besides having given me a character. You know, all the stuff from Silicon Valley, all that stuff. So, um, and even, you know, I have parents who I just did a, a voicemail, these parents came and said, well, we love you from your movies, you know, that are appropriate for us, but our kids love Big Hero 6. Would you um, do that song, Fred's Angels? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, I yeah. love that. And I said, I said, remember it, I wrote it. I improvised that song just on the spot, and then they used it. Um, and uh, and so that's just amazing to me, because I get, I get to have people say, well, I really like your... You know, I I really like this particular line, or this makes me laugh. From she's out of my league, they'll go. Who brought the good news, bear? Somebody bring her some, some honey. Right. And right. yeah, I I just made that up. And That's in my great. mind, when I said it, I'm never. None of these things. When you say these lines, are you thinking, I'll be hearing about this for ten years? Right. right. You know? But it, it's it's, it's so pure. Case, it, yeah, and in that case, it was just me being silly. Yeah. I mean, who brought the good? beer somebody give her some honey it doesn't make any sense at all right and but that's what people yeah people love that and i do too it's just it's a great part of it and it's my sense of humor and i you know i'm glad that people appreciate it i mean obviously you get hired because of that capability and 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 what you do but have you ever been with a director who was staunchly the words as they are and wasn't having any of your improvisational capabilities not really, because if you hire me, you yeah. know that that's what you're getting. Right. But um, on Silicon Valley, there were two guys. One is Mike Judge, mm-hmm. who's a genius. Yep. And so funny and so easy to work with. And the other guy was this guy who wrote for Kirby Enthusiasm and for uh, Seinfeld a little bit, but mostly Kirby Enthusiasm. 
And he is such a funny guy. Um, and he is an excellent writer. And he was the showrunner. And he just would be such a dick about <laughs> only doing his stuff. Really? And I just never understood it. I was always like, well, you're the one making the edit. Right. So why don't you just let me do my thing and then you can not use it? Exactly. At least you have an option, certainly because with a little perspective, you might say, you know what, TJ's thing. But I don't care. It's, yeah. That's the thing that's so confusing to me. It's not about me getting the most lines in or any of that stuff. Mark Wahlberg said a really funny thing because he thinks about how much is he on camera, how many close-ups does he have. He's doing the math on all that, which is really brilliant. <laughs> right. You know? um, but I don't care. how my, All I care about is that it's funny and people like it and it makes people happy and they forget about the tragedy that permeates our everyday life, especially during the pandemic. So that's all I care about. But he was really dead set on just do it as written and we'll do one more as written. He just wanted to get it like that. And I would say, look, I did it as you wrote it and we got it and it's great. So let's try something else. And I think it was because he was scared that I would do something that was funnier than what he wrote. And when they got into the editing, oh. room, he would be uh, overruled. Right. Because huh. it's not just him, especially if he's not directing. Yeah. Which wasn't. You directed some of the series. But and that was very those are the difficult episodes to do. But, the, you know, they had these guest directors and then Mike Judge directed. And that's sort of I think well, that's what it was. You know, it's it, it, really funny. People would go, now let's use his take. It's interesting because we're we're friends with Adam McKay and Adam McKay. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. If So if you see, you know, when his process, um, each of his movies and like when you have people like Will Ferrell. They go line after line after improv, and they keep a scene going, and on and on and on. Judd Apatow does Judd the same Apatow thing. Judd Apatow does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So much so with with uh, with the uh, the like the second Anchorman movie, they released a second version of the movie with all alternate lines. You know, so I love I love that second. I love. I mean, Anchorman too. I was. Uh, I was crying laughing. That's one of those movies that is just the funniest thing. I have to, I haven't showed that to my father-in-law, who we've been showing him all the funniest movies. Right. And uh, we just showed him The Big Lebowski. Oh, oh wow. Man. What was the reaction? Uh, what's that? What was the reaction? How, how did he like it? Well, I've got a joke about him in my act, because the <laughs> night before that, we showed him Ruthless People, and we do need to show him Anchorman. He just reminded me, we want to show him Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I have a joke about him because when he laughs really hard, he uh, he'll cuss at the end. So <laughs> he'll go, ha, 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 oh, "God damn it!" It's all levels of uh, how funny it is. Right. So right. if it's not really, really funny, but it's funny, I'll go, oh, oh no. Oh, my. But if it's really funny, he'll be like, oh, oh mother. You get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a wild reaction. Really, really fun. Yeah. That's really, really fun. But we got to show him Anchorman because you're right. I mean, they did. And that's another thing is whenever I always hope that there's a blooper reel because then you'll see. So many of the things that I did that people don't, you know. Well, I wanted to ask you, too, because actually Nick on the show, Nick just had a um, a situation 
where, uh, Nick, describe what happened to you. Uh, briefly speaking, TJ, I was hiking out west. I fell off the side of a mountain. Uh, I have a pretty se- severe, uh, serious concussion. Uh, so, oh, okay. my God. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to... Is that why you're dressed like that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I could use that as an excuse. Um, are, you, are you wearing a lanyard that says where you're supposed to be throughout the day? Yeah. Schedule. But my eyesight's messed up. My brain's pretty messed up. And I know you've been through some similar stuff. Yes. So what, what, um, what, what's your status? Because I know, you, I mean, you went through some real serious stuff. And, 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 and the funny thing is, or not, or at least the, the serious aspect that people have a hard time embracing, because it's not something where you're putting a, a cast on it or there's a visible Band-Aid. You know, people don't know how to process it. And I know that you've had to deal with people, you know, not grasping what you were going through, Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I didn't mean to, you know, make light of the concussion, but that's kind of the only thing that you could do with it. And what I've really recently come to understand, and I just kind of putting a Band-Aid on it, it's an interesting way of putting it because I just sort of disregard it. I take medication morning and evening, a lot of medication. It's all anti-seizure medication. But what it really is, is to stop me from getting a seizure, a stroke, or an aneurysm. Those are kind of the three things that I'm really, really worried about. And I took this medication called Keppra. And what I was doing is I just said, oh, you know, I have this condition from them removing, uh, it's called an AVM. It's a malformation of my brain. They took out a golf ball size of my frontal lobe, my right frontal lobe. And... I sort of, I sort of always just saw that as, um, you know, okay, I had this brain surgery. But what I've come to understand in the last, you know, two or three years is that I am brain damaged. Right. And that kind of wasn't something that I wanted to um, really associate with my identity because I'm, uh, I function. Well, I wouldn't say perfectly, (laughs) but I thought. I function, you know, like other people. And so on the surface, you don't know that I'm brain damaged. It's just I act very erratically sometimes. I'm prone to manic episodes. So that medication also helps me not become manic. But my thinking happens really, really fast. It helps me on stage. But then in the past, I've kind of self-medicated and tried to slow things down with alcohol or nitrous oxide. I also have taken mood stabilizers. What I found out just recently is that the medication that was on Keppra for 10 years, I was on this medication and I just switched to another medication, you know, like yeah. six months or so ago. And when I switched, my neurologist, who's a very funny guy, you know, he's very um, sort of, he speaks as a person who would be interested in the brain and isn't a real cut up at parties. I'm not much of a cut up, I'm more of a square. His name's Dr. Colin Stokel. He's so funny. I put him in my HBO special. But he sort of said, well, you know, Kate said, well, the the medication that used to be on Keppra, were there any side effects to that? Because there was no alternative. Right. And he goes, um, yes, um, irritability, mood stability, uh, impulse control problems. So, yes, quite a few. And Kate's going, well, what the? I mean, <laughs> we could have used that information. information. That's the whole problem with my husband. Yes. He, he can't control impulses. He's absolutely, his mood can be all over the place sometimes. So we thought that was kind of funny because he didn't tell us that because there's no alternative. There's right. no oh, other, God. there's no other seizure medication for something as, as, um, 
highly dangerous is my condition. But now this new medication I'm on called Vimpat, um, first of all, it's hilariously expensive. It's like it's a new drug, so it costs like $3,000 a month. Jeez. Oh, jeez. So the insurance covers that, which is still a $200 copay yeah. or something. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure my insurance agency is like, really? Did you have to? <laughs> I mean, come on! Yeah. There's $40,000 a year just to keep you alive. But I'm like, well, have you, you know? Have you seen the emoji movie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with this, this new medication, it's fascinating. I don't have that. I, I well, that's great. To, I had an impulse. If I had an impulse to do anything, but if I had an impulse to, like, I would just walk by, like, a food cart in New York City because we live in Manhattan, and I would say, I'd like some... Uh, halal food and then i would just order it i wouldn't be like i'm having dinner in like an hour you know right. just, it was i did not operate by like that and the mood stability i would i go to these manic places and i've gotten in a lot of trouble during manic episodes well, it's, it's it's important to hear to hear that and and to know because it is it is something that people have become have become more acutely aware of of these things that really are every bit as substantive but see more ephemeral to people or more intangible because it's in the brain. You can't see a physical sign of it. And so to yeah, hear that you're, make, you're having success with this is really encouraging. Well, I love that you're saying that because there is, a, you know, mental health and also just, you know, I don't know if you've seen uh, The Weight of Gold, but it's an HBO documentary where they talk about Olympians and the depression that comes after mm-hmm. having this. I've worked my whole life and it's over in yeah. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Was, that's it. And so people are becoming more aware of that. The idea of sort of being brain damaged and exactly what you said, people don't see me and look at me and say, well, he's brain damaged. Yeah. They look at me and they say, well, he's a loose cannon. What a jerk. You know, he acts crazy. He'll fly off the handle. He does a, you know, he did a really, um, you know, lunatic level interview with the Hollywood reporter or he, you know, he he won't sleep for days. So he must be a drug addict or something like that. And they're not kind of taking into account, well, no, he's brain damaged. And so that affects his mood and his mental health and his state of mind and where he is. And it would be a reason that he's trying to slow things down. And maybe, you know, so instead of kind of going, well, he's just a drunk, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're not thinking, well, you know, maybe he's he's looking for a, a medication. His medication isn't working for him. He's looking for some way to slow down the manic speed of his thinking. So I really appreciate you saying that because it's I'm I'm realizing now that this is just the beginning of me trying to help the public understand and to help Hollywood understand that this has been a lifelong situation because I was born with this thing. Right. And it was only removed in 2010, right after I was filming Yogi Bear 3D. Coincidence? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think not. It's the best when you get when you get a, a new medication that seems to be doing the trick, which is awesome, dude. Unfortunately, we got a wrap. Uh, we're so stoked that. What you're do you back. mean? Unfortunately, <laughs> I have been wanting to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's been two and a half hours. Guys, this is great. Wait, I'm starting to feel it. it's dribbling now. But Billy, oh. let's talk about helium. Yes. Tonight and tomorrow and Saturday as well, and you're selling some of the tickets. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm speeding up. Get some tickets for the late show, heliumcomedy.com. We love you, TJ Miller. Thanks for coming. Hello. Before I go, I want to tell you guys on one of the shows, I'm not going to say which one, I'm going to eat two Philadelphia cheesesteaks 
in under a minute. Where do you guys re- uh, recommend I get the cheesesteaks from? Come on. We got Pat's and Gino's. They're right next to each other. I like yeah. gingers. Yeah. That's tourist. That's tourist trash. Donkeys. Oh, I'm going in my pants. Right, see you later. <laughs> T.J. Miller. Thank you. And he just logged off, so he's gone. Uh, we do have to take a break because we have a another interview, which we got to get to immediately. Chaz Palminteri will be joining us in a moment. But let me give a $25 uh, gift certificate away right now from our friends who are here uh, this morning. Where's the information? Yes, the Ram Restaurant and Pint House in Percasey. Uh They're at 606 West Chestnut Street. I will take the... 10th caller, 215-263-WMMR. They're here in conjunction with Stella Artois. I'll tell you more about them when we get back. But let's set you up with that right now. The Ram Restaurant and Pine House. Call number 10. We'll be right back. Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 3 to 5 at Family and Company Jewelers, 65 East Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, for an MMRBQ ticket raid. Win tickets every 15 minutes. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. Our next guest is on to chat about all kinds of stuff, including his one-man show, A Bronx Tale. Yeah. Uh, which is at the Resorts Casino Hotel in Atlantic City. The show is at September 3rd. Uh, tickets are available at chazpalmentary.net. And we are excited to once again have this gentleman on. Please welcome Chaz Palmentary. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Good morning, Chaz. How you doing, guys? We're doing great. Hey, I have to tell you, Chaz, we've we've had the the pleasure of having you here in our studio on a couple of occasions, and I remember the first time we had you by, I was certainly familiar with you. However, I had never seen a Bronx Tale before, and I, and I know everybody was like, <gasps> and <laughs> since then, it has become the movie that when I see if I'm if I'm surfing and it is on, I get so excited. I, I absolutely. Oh, Love, love that film. It's something that I can that I can settle into at any time, and it's just it's it's that good. It's that it's good. that good yeah. and that engaging. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and just I to piggyback to piggyback on what what Preston is saying, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, you know of Dickens and and uh, a Christmas Carol and and things that become timeless yep. and applicable to different times in your life and different yeah. moods. And the ability to glean different things at different times. And I think A Bronx Tale is exactly that kind of work. I appreciate that. You know, excuse me, it's always on uh, the top ten best of uh, uh, of classics that people like to watch in the AFI. And uh, uh, what can I say? You know, I wrote it and you never know you're going to write something like that that, that just... Uh, you know, just goes on and on if, and, and gets better and better and more people like it. So uh, I'm very blessed that I was able to write it. I'm, uh, I'm blessed that it was about my life and my mom and dad. And uh, so it's a legacy to my parents. So I'm very excited that people still love it. What a wonderful tribute. But, you know, what it also does is it's a constant reminder of the grays in life, not, mm. not just a black and white, that, you yes. know, because certainly... People who you might have perceived as reprehensible and, in fact, in some ways are also have sides that can be nurturing. And and so you have to take that into consideration. You can't judge people in these extremes. Well, that's a very intuitive observation because that's what makes the movie so endearing. It's not about black and not about white. Uh, and I mean that figuratively. It's not black and white. It's yeah. gray and gray. Yeah. As bad as Sonny was, as bad as Sonny was, he was really a good guy. He was telling me exactly the same thing as my father was telling me. Right. Uh, my father, who was a great man, 
you know, had his faults. So it's about accepting people for who they are and loving them for it, you know, and that's what makes it so great. A, a, a Bronx Steel has archetypes. It's these. It's the father image. It's the the, uh, the the gangster image or the or the. It's not evil, like I said. It's great, right? And it's about this young boy who's coming of age. Uh, I mean, if there's, there's a wonderful book called The Moral Intelligence of Children, and they devote a whole chapter to a Bronx tale. And they actually talk about what you just said, how the reason why it's so great is because it's gray and gray, and how sometimes evil or good is not so easily recognized. I, I wanted to ask you, as the author, as this being your life experience, as you perform it and do it, have you, through the years, tapped into different aspects that you yourself even weren't aware that you had oh, yes all the time i go as i was doing it and as the years go on i started to realize that and it could be my own imagination that's thinking this right i said why did this guy sonny the gangster take this interest in me uh, he didn't want me to be a gangster he didn't want me to be bad he wanted me to be good and then i realized it's not just because i didn't rat on him i thought about it later i said i think and this is me just thinking right uh Maybe I was his penance in life that if there's one good thing I'm going to do, I'm going to save this kid. I thought, gonna- I thought the same thing. I swear to God, that, that to me, uh, seemed, that seemed that same, here's a right. guy who's doing a lot of bad, but all right, I like this kid. Right. If I do this, maybe I get some points when I'm in front of the pearly gates. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's my imagination that said that. And, it's kind of nice, and I think about that. And, you know, it's amazing. I've been doing the one-man show now for 32 years. Wow. 32 years. This will be at Resorts International will be my 988th performance. Jeez. Okay. Jeez. So think about it. This is the only time this has ever happened in the history of the world where something, a guy wrote the one-man show, started it, the movie started it. The musical started it. <laughs> right. You know, so it's, uh, but people who've seen the movie and love the movie and love and love, love the uh, musical always say to me, the one man show to them is the best. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. You should absolutely, you know, speak to the publicist and, and she'll give you tickets because it is the one thing you've got to see. You know, before you leave this earth. It really is. I do the whole movie on stage by myself. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. The whole thing. I play 18 characters. That's what Robert De Niro saw when he came to see it. All it is is the chair on stage and me. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. And Robert De Niro saw it. And all of Hollywood saw it. And and I won all these awards. And that's what made me a star. And it became a bidding war. You know the whole story. Yes. they offered me a million dollars, and I said no. And finally, De Niro, De Niro saw it, and he was wonderful and said, look, I think you'd be great as Sonny, and you should write it because it's your life, and it'll be honest, and I'll direct it, and I'll play your father. And if you shake my hand, that's the way it'll be. I shook his hand, and that's he kept his word, and that's the way it was. Wow. I love it. I love it. It's just, it's it's one of those things, and, you know, it, you 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 – you, uh, you, you, <laughs> for lack of a better term, fanboy out. Be it, a, but it's such an important movie, 
and, and such an important work, you know, pop culturally speaking, yeah. it's been through ever since it was released and ever since I became aware of it, uh, it is it has meant so much. And I know to yep. you as well, Preston, yep. it's, it's just that kind of thing. But you you also have a storied, you know, film career as well outside of that and other directing things as well. A film that you yes. were in that I really enjoy called Mulholland Falls. Uh, yeah. a, a really cool movie, you know, bare knuckle period piece uh, with Nick Nolte. That movie seems like a unique. I, where, where the hell did you shoot that, by the way? Were you on location? Because you guys were in the desert a lot. Yes, we shot that in the L.A. desert. Uh, and it was just, it was a wonderful movie. Nick Nolte was so great in it. And great actors, Michael Madsen and, and the late Chris Penn. Uh, and we we had a wonderful time. It reminded me of those old-time film noir movies. Oh, love it. <clears throat> it was a great film. I've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, one act, uh, an actor's like to, they just like to be in one classic. I've been in a whole bunch mm-hmm. with the usual suspects and, uh, yep. uh, you know, analyze this, mm-hmm. uh, bullets over Broadway. I, I've been very fortunate. I've, I've, I'm having a wonderful career and, uh, you know, I'm really enjoying, uh, you know, doing what I love to do. Yes. Well, if you don't mind, Chaz, let me ask you about another classic because uh, uh, Steve has introduced me to MeTV and there's this channel called Fubo where you can watch these old shows. And yeah. one show that showed up recently uh, that I, for whatever reason, fell down the rabbit hole is uh, the Hogan family. And Sandy Duncan is walking around this casino <laughs> and there's this goon in the background <laughs> who's making sure that these people don't get in any trouble. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Chaz Palminteri. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was early on in your career and I'm sure you were happy to get the work, but you probably had also written Bronx Hill at that point or were working on it. So what's it like for you to have something like that on your resume as well? Uh, yes, yes. I <clears throat> I remember that. I needed money so bad and it helped me <laughs> feel. Uh, when I got that, I remember because I was writing Bronx Tale right at that time. Wow. You know, so uh, listen, you know, it, it's either that or, or I had to go out bouncing at a nightclub again. So, <laughs> and you did. You, you, I, you're, you're, I, I remember I was so, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember I was so grateful that I got that job and it's so fortunate, you know. Uh, we have to bring up Godfather of Harlem too, which yes, uh, yeah, course. you play Joe Bonanno. Um, yeah, super solid. Nick turned me on to that. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, and, and um, so it, it's funny, and 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 perhaps you can uh, speak to this as well, Chaz. Is that we were talking earlier about there used to be years ago the stigma of a of a movie star doing right. a television show. That seems to almost have flipped completely where the quality Flip. stuff is the other way. Is that correct, would you say? That's correct. You're absolutely correct. I mean, television now is, oh, my God, is where all the big money is. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean, look, movies are still great, but it's very difficult to do movies right now. It's really movies right now, the way the streaming uh, uh, circuit is, it's really for the big movies like uh you know, Iron Man, right. and, uh, sure. Spider-Man, and all this other stuff. Look, I still enjoy doing movies. I still like it. But the great work, you could take chances on television now. You know, you could do like eight episodes of something very unique that you couldn't do in the movie. So uh, there's so many more opportunities. So much more streaming is out there. And they want content so bad that it's really, really great. Look, I mean, you have people... I mean, I have my own podcast show, which I'm shamelessly going to plug right now. Go ahead. Uh, Chaz Palminteri, uh, Chaz Palminteri's show. Uh, you know, uh, 
And it's just, uh, I'm, I'm having a ball doing it, talking about my career, doing what I'm doing right now, giving life lessons, talking about Bronx Tale. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you, you have your own channel. You, can, you have your own content. You can do whatever you like. I mean, look, like you guys are on, on, a, on a show, and it's, this is like, hey, I could have a show too. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. I mean, look. We have we have gangsters that have shows. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, uh, in fact, uh, you know, like, yeah, the Sammy the Bull and Michael Francis, who just got together for the first time in this, and they're having this big sit down, and they asked me to be the narrator uh, and write something for it. And I wrote something for it, and that's about to come out. I think October first. We had Michael Francis in the studio, yeah. uh, and, oh, a, and, and an amazing story. Amazing story. Uh, and, and we're perpetually drawn to this kind of subject matter, so I'm, I'm right. probably going to watch that too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, uh, an amazing guy, and I really liked him a great deal. But uh, you know, there's so many opportunities now for content, and that's what makes this thing so great. So, so great. What yeah. are some of the things you've enjoyed about um, or, or subjects that you've tackled on uh, on your podcast? Is it open to pretty much anything? Well, I always, I have guests on. You know, I, I was very fortunate. Uh, I, um, I've had the, the, a lot of the cast from Godfather of Harlem. That's such a great show. It's a timeless piece. And it's about our history with Malcolm X and yeah. Muhammad Ali and, and Bumpy Johnson. There's Forrest Whitaker. I mean, the actors on it. Forrest Whitaker, Giancarlo Esposito, Paul Silvino, Vincent D'Onofrio. Wow. It goes on and on. And Catherine Narducci. Uh, and the, the actor who plays Malcolm X, I was not familiar with him, but man, does he nail that role. And it's, you're right, it's a great, uh, listen, you're a fantastic actor, Charles, but uh, Chaz, but you're surrounded by these incredible other actors. Had you ever worked with oh. Forrest Whitaker before? Uh, you know what? I've never worked with Forrest, and he is just absolutely amazing. Look, Chris Brancato, who wrote it, uh, who's the creator of it, and that's where it all starts, you know. He wrote Narco, and he yeah. and he has this incredible uh, uh, ear and, and dialogue and just writes great scenes, him and his partner, Paul. And uh, it, it's just great, great writers, great actors. You put that all together. Uh, great production, Godfather of Harlem. If you haven't seen it, you got to go on Epics and see it. This is season two. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful show. It's really good. I'm catching up. Let me ask you, when you have a Chaz Palminteri on set and you're working on something that's of this subject matter, uh, do you get asked ever to do any script punching up or, or are you asked for your input on uh, the script? Yeah, so once, so of course, yeah. Sometimes they they'll just ask uh, if I have an idea. I'll say, right. hey, you know, Chris, could could you try this and try that? And they go they go right ahead and do it. You know, the if they like what you say, and you know, they'll 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 change something for you. You know, if they don't, then it, it's it's their show. They're the boss, but they give you the opportunity to be collaborative and say if you want to change something or like something. It's it's pretty wild that with with your career and the and you talk about obviously being blessed with what you have. I'm sure you've been offered roles that you might have passed on. Have you yeah. regretted anyone that that was that yes. went your way? Yes. What what comes to yes. mind? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there's, 
there's one role, one role I regret turning down. And that's only because I turned it down because I was directing a movie. And I could I have done it? I probably could have, but it would have been really hard, but I would have had to make a big fuss with the other studio. And I should have done it, and it was Donnie Brasco. Oh. And, uh, hmm. It was the role of uh, uh, Sonny Black, which Michael Matson played, and he was, don't get me wrong, he was brilliant in it. But I was offered that first, and I'm so mad that I didn't do it. <laughs> because I love that movie so much. It is a great movie. I love that movie so much, and it's so such a brilliant movie. And I'm friends with Al Pacino, and I, I think that's one of his greatest, greatest roles of playing this, you know, this kind of down gangster. Right. Uh, that is one I... Uh, I, I turned down another role, but I don't regret it. I turned and the other role I turned down was uh, Tony Soprano. Oh, yeah. And I know people go Tony Soprano. Why did I? And you know what? I I, I couldn't do it at the time. Uh, I was I it was twenty five years ago. Uh, I had throat cancer and I was just recovering from it, hmm. and I I just wasn't able to do it. Uh, I love the pilot. I love the show, but I couldn't physically do it at right. that time. Well, because it, I just I just had I just got operated on, and you know what? It was okay because James Gandolfini, who was absolutely astounding in it, was the right guy to do right, it. Yeah, he did it, and I I was a big fan of the show. I loved the show, but I never regretted turning it down because I I couldn't do it. You know, in in it. a way, the life lessons that are disseminated from a Bronx Tale are are to me. If you've never seen, or obviously you can go see the the live performance, as you say, the the right way to to see it, you can actually glean very usable life lessons. And do you find oh, yourself yes. do you find yourself sometimes reminding you of your own life lessons? Oh, all the time. Yeah. You know, a lot of times on my podcast, I have this one segment called Neighborhood Logic, where I tell people, don't go to a shrink, come and see me. <laughs> you know, it's, a lot cheaper. it's a lot cheaper, and you can do it from your house. You know? And uh, so I get all these questions that I answer when we do the Neighborhood Logic episodes. And it's funny because, and then I, I'm telling people about this, and I'm, I'm talking about like what Sonny said and, and all these things, and I go, gee, you know what? Sometimes I better follow my own advice. <laughs> and after I say it, I go, gee, I have a problem like that too. <laughs> but it is true, and I mean, it does comfort people to get. And and there is a sort of street smarts. There's just a sort of life lesson yes. thing. And and my parents were good at at giving that as well. <clears throat> and and even though you can't understand it sometimes. That's the way it is. So when you know it is the way it is, you can react accordingly. And a Bronx tale is full of that. Oh, full of that. I mean, I used to get, look, so much uh, things that wise guys told me because I was friends with all the wise guys. I remember, uh, and it it wasn't Sonny who said it to me. He said, never answer the door. He goes, never answer the door or pick up the phone after one o'clock. <laughs> and I used to say, "Why?" He goes, "It's not good news." <laughs> yes, yes. And, I, and he said, "Nobody's about to call you at one in the morning with good news. Don't answer." So I remember when I I, I was had my own apartment many years ago. I was in my twenties, and all of a sudden, a person was banging on the door, and I looked at the clock, 
and it said one o'clock. <laughs> and I never, and I went, and I thought of that yeah. thing. Yeah. And I ran to the, and I went to, I ran to the door and I looked through the peephole and I saw this woman next to a woman. She was banging on my door, screaming, and her boyfriend was screaming at her and she was screaming at him. And she started banging on all the doors and they were having a big fight. And uh, he wasn't hitting her, but he was screaming. They were fighting yeah. with each other. And then other people opened the door, and they got involved, and the cops came, and I just, I just, I just walked back to my bed. And went, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's how you handle it. That guy was right. <laughs> nice. I love that. Well, we're excited that uh, the show is going to be in our area. Uh, once again, in Atlantic City. It's a right. Bronx Tale, a one-man show, and it's going to be at Resorts Casino Hotel. That's September 3rd. And uh, I believe we have a couple of tickets. Excellent. Uh, pairs yeah. of tickets to give away, too. Great. Fantastic. Uh, so we will make sure that we do that uh, in just a moment or two. But, uh, Chaz, it's always so great to have you on. Uh, we're, we're happy that you're happy that you're still bringing this amazing yeah. Uh, this amazing story to the stage for people to enjoy, and and now you've got your your, your podcast platform, and you're really really active. It's awesome to see all of that. And I, I just want to say, if people want to see my show, I'm doing a whole a, a tour, a, a whole East West Coast tour, and all the big theaters. And just go to chazpommentary.net, and you'll be able to see it. Uh, and I, I like to invite, listen, you guys ever want to come down to my restaurants? I own a restaurant in Manhattan, mm-hmm. Jazz Palmetto's, one of the top Italian restaurants there, 30 West 46th Street, another one in White Plains, <laughs> and my two restaurants uh, at 264 Main Street. And I, I, I say that because uh, I'm very proud of my uh, restaurants. I'm very proud of my of my podcast. And uh, As well you should I, be. I, I would have to say, though, uh, we would love to pick a night where you were at one of those restaurants yeah, awesome. come because I don't think what could possibly be cooler than breaking bread with Chaz Palmiteri. I go there quite often. Yes, I go there quite often. Yes, Excellent. I do. Well, thank you, Chaz, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Thanks for God coming. Bless, guys. Thank Take you care. very much, Chaz Palmiteri. Yeah. Guys. Nice, the best, the class the best, ass, man. Yeah, love him. Love them. Uh, so you know what? We can take uh, colors 15 and 16, and we'll give away those tickets right now. 215-263-WMMR. It is a Friday night, which is pretty awesome. A Bronx Taylor, Chaz Palmentary. He says he's done this 988 times. Oh, my times. God. <laughs> and uh, so on his way to doing a 1,000 performances of that. I had forgotten. I remember you telling me, Steve, that... That it was De Niro who saw this and said, right, yeah. I got to be a part of this. I yeah. didn't know he saw, I just thought he had read the script or something. I didn't know he saw the one-man show right, yeah. on stage. And so. there was a bidding war on it. But, I mean, obviously, so so De Niro had some heft at that point and was able to step in yeah. and direct. But, the, the I mean, the the it, it's him. It's, it's Palminteri's performance as this character, Sonny, that is... Uh, you know, it's 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 mesmerizing. He, he there's a the, he had talked about you know the little pieces of advice that he's yeah. gotten. There's there's a, there's a great one in the in the movie where uh, Colgero, uh, I, I forgot how, he's, how you pronounce the main right, character's yeah. name, the kid. Um, there's a guy that like owes him ten bucks, and he keeps seeing him. He's like, ah, oh, he, he sees him down the street. Yeah. Hey, how about that money? He's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta blah 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 this and that. And Sonny tells him, Hey, do you like that guy? He goes, No. Well, listen, for ten dollars, he's out of your life forever because yeah. he's never going to come around because right. he owes you money. So quit bugging him about it, and you just won't have to deal with him anymore. Right, like, right. That's pretty good. If you want to see uh, in all of mob movies and all of movies like this, a scene that will chill you to your bone is when the biker gang is the in best. the bar, mm-hmm. and Sonny's trying to move them out of the bar, gives them every opportunity, and then it changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And the line now you can't leave. Now right? you just can't leave. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is so damn good. Wow. All right, uh, listen, let's uh, let's take a break. Okay. I know it's a little earlier than usual, but we'll break and come back in a moment. We've got some bizarre file stories to get to in just a bit. And a reminder that the uh, Ram Restaurant and uh, Pine House is here. We'll do some more giveaways. I just gave away those Bronx Tail tickets, but I'll have some more uh, with these guys. Your table is ready, by the way, at the Ram in Percocee. Uh, if you're in outdoor seating, then you got to check out the rooftop deck at the Ram. You can grab a bite to eat with friends, watch a big game on the Jumbo TVs. At the Ram, we'll do those giveaways in a little bit. We'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? Green Day. The Pretty Reckless. Nine Inch Nails with Health. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Play the Offspring song. Uh, I didn't know this, but uh, my youngest son, Carter, uh, is a big fan of Offspring. Oh, really? Yeah, so now I'm thinking about um, bringing him to the MMR with you. Yeah. My kids aren't really concert goers. Right. I mean, we've been to a few shows here and there, but it's not like, you know, they're always asking to go to shows. I mean, the last couple of years they haven't had a chance to, but, uh, but I was thinking about taking him with me. Join dad at work day type of thing. <laughs> Take your son to work day. And get the, the, the full experience. Sure. Because we yeah. know, I mean, we do have, uh, we're, we're, we're about and around uh, in that day backstage in uh, some client areas out in the show and, and doing a bunch of stuff. So he'd kind of have to tag along with me. But I think that would be pretty damn cool. Yeah, I brought my kids to one of the MM barbecues. Uh, you did? Was, yeah, with the, well, actually my wife brought them, but uh, it was the one with the struts. Yeah. And because they're they're actually they're big they're big Struts fans because we brought them in the studio here when Ross Lynch from Austin and Alley was in studio and, and the Struts were performing that day and they 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 and, enjoyed it that's and, cool yeah yeah so um, my my younger brother brought his daughter who is oh gosh, nine maybe to a Fish concert on Sunday whoa How'd that yeah go? it was great. Yeah. So we had... Um, that's pretty young. I mean, it, it's really young, but we had a... I mean, it was on the beach, so, you yeah. know, had we not had the setup that we had, because I was in, like, a tent kind of side stage area, there still was plenty of area for him to create space for her or whatever, and that's what his initial plan was. I didn't know that they were coming. He surprised me. <laughs> and so I had no clue. I'm walking on the boardwalk in uh, in Atlantic City. I'm actually standing outside of this little bathroom area, and this little girl walks up to me, right? And I'm looking at her, right? And he I was missed like, her. <laughs> he missed her. But, I mean, it, it took me a little while. Uh, he missed her. I'm looking, and she, she's smiling at me. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, you look familiar, you know? And it took me, like, a good five seconds. I was like, wait a second. I know you. You're my niece. Oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but she's a you know a fan of the band, so my brother wanted to bring her to her, her no, first show. Yeah. No, she is. <laughs> she's not. No, she is. She's, oh. a, she's a nine-year-old fan of Fish. Well, she wow. there are songs that she likes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The same way you brought your kids to, like, Beatles shows or Paul McCartney yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, know like, you mean, yeah. when, when you... Uh, <laughs> when that is the music that you you uh, surround them with, and, yeah. you know, and they... <laughs> listen, my kids, two of my kids like the band. My oldest... Mm, she doesn't like them. I, yeah. Yeah. I Wait, took my son 
Uh, I'm sorry, Seamus and, and Seamus Avery, and Avery yes. like Fish. Yeah, there. I mean, okay. there are songs that they go, I like this song, I like that song, I like this song. Okay. Casey's like, no, 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 not so much. I took my son to see Dave Matthews Band a couple summers ago, and his favorite Dave Matthews Band quote-unquote song was Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> 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 they, they cover that, and he's like, yeah, I really like that Sledgehammer song. And I was like, yeah, it's a great song. It's not Dave Matthews Band song, but I'm I'm glad you like that one. That's funny. Yeah, it's going to be wild having MMRBQ, uh in the fall. Yeah, I mean yeah. it'll be at the beginning of fall. It's still going to be really nice, but it's just it's such a you know opening of the summer season uh, thing for us. Uh, well, and for everybody who goes to it, so D- they should allow you to go pumpkin picking out on the lawn. Right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, you could dress up as a scarecrow. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Hey, pumpkin spice, right? right. Maybe. Yeah. We- I would imagine. I've already started to see the pumpkin spice huh. stories pop up left and right. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, whatever. It's going to be an interesting fall, too, because, you know, um, Camp Out for Hunger is earlier than normal, and we were talking yeah. about that yesterday, and it's right after Halloween. Halloween you know? yeah. so, I'm only too happy at, to, to do that, but I, I really love savoring Halloween, but... Halloween's on a Sunday too, which right. is kind mm-hmm. of, you know. so maybe you'll celebrate it more on on that Saturday night. I think probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going to do up the house, but you know. Uh, by the way, this weekend, Jackie Bam Bam is going to be doing an MMRBQ ticket raid. He will be in Marlton, New Jersey, at Family and Company Jewelers. They're uh, yes, they're so great. Saturday from three to five. Uh, so stop by and see Jackie there, and he'll be like you were yesterday at Monster Pet Steve, yeah. giving away tickets every 15 minutes, from what I understand. And by the way, Preston, the schedule for all of the ticket raids are at PrestonandSteve.com under the RBQ. Yeah, there's a whole information page for MMRBQ 2021, and, and Steve, yeah, that includes the ticket raids as well. So there's one this Saturday, there's a couple next week, so uh, hopefully a few more in between now and September 25th. Nice. Uh, by the way, we have a new Daily Rush video that is up for you to check out, and the title is John Dornboss. He's a magic man, mama. Uh, and John was on yesterday with us because he's got a show coming up in Atlantic City. Uh, it was Atlantic City. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. Borgata Music Box. Uh, and he, of course, today he did a magic trick. Now, you may have heard it on the air yesterday. Well, now you get to see it. Yes. And he performs uh, this this magic trick, which was great. Uh, so if you want to check that out, it is available now at uh, PrestonSteve.com. Sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Brought to you today by Armor, Metals, and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, you just bring your scrap and your e-cycling to Armor, Metals, and Recycling. And walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey. Or at Armor, Metals, Recycling. Dot com. Uh, this wasn't on anyone's shopping list. Shoppers at a grocery store in Sydney, Australia, were recently shocked when a giant snake slithered across a shelf in in uh, the spice section. Yeah, that's Australia for you. Hillary <laughs> Lee posted a video of the animal as it made its way across the shelf in the Woolworths store in Glenory. Uh, another witness is M. So shocked said that the python just wanted to say hello. And Woolworth says that the workers cordoned off the area to keep customers safe. And a snake catcher soon came to put the snake outside safely. But it was just there on the shelves waiting for someone to pick it up. Police have arrested a woman they say broke into a restaurant while naked. Destroyed it. Then ran to a nearby hotel and destroyed more things. (laughs) 
Kind of sounds like that woman at the, uh, the other steakhouse. Yes, was just going crazy, pulling the, all the, the booze off the shelves. This, however, started at 4.40 a.m. when uh, police were called Remember, nothing restaurant. good happens after one. Right. That's right. <laughs> Where the woman allegedly broke in and started breaking things. And police said that she was gone already when they got to the restaurant. However, they soon found out that she was at a nearby hotel destroying even more stuff. There, they found a guest uh, who said that he was just smoking a cigarette outside when she ran up, jumped into his room, and locked the door. <laughs> she was still inside when officers got there, allegedly damaging his things. Officers ended up getting... You better not be eating my Fritos! ...inside the hotel room and arrested the woman after a brief struggle. She ended up having to go to the hospital, police say, possibly because of a bad reaction to drugs that she may no. have taken. I know. Uh, a couple was arrested for having sex in a park in front of several onlookers, but they've been spared a court date as cops say they don't have enough evidence to press charges. Even though the June hookup was filmed by a person walking their dog and several witnesses who claimed that the pair moved from a secluded spot under a tree to a public area, Next to a children's playground, the Greater Manchester Police say that no further action will be taken <laughs> against the couple because of insufficient evidence. Are those all MacGruber? Those all MacGruber. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, threats that a man made against Walt Disney World on Twitter have landed him behind bars. Uh, 31-year-old Stephen Jordan fired off 186 tweets. In a three-hour period from a Twitter account that he had created. And I think he just created it that day. All right. And knocked out 186 tweets in three hours. Of those... That's nonstop. Detectives say that uh, two were targeted at the Central Florida theme park, writing, uh, Disney, we will blow up all of your executives' houses with C4. And also, Disney, I will toss a hand grenade through the loft window. Uh, Jordan's uh, Twitter account was suspended the next day. How, did they find him through Twitter? Yeah, the sheriff's office said Jordan admitted to writing the tweets while being interviewed. Uh, in 2019, authorities say Jordan was convicted on a charge of false reporting about planning a bomb, explosive, or weapons of mass destruction. So this is kind of his thing. You yeah. Know? Uh, he now faces a charge of threatening to throw, place to discharge a destructive device, and is being held on a ten thousand huh. dollar bond, doesn't he know it's the happiest place on earth? I, maybe he just doesn't like happy places. Yeah. Well, a woman from Omsk, Russia, is reportedly suing McDonald's over an ad featuring cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets because she said it caused her to break her fast during Lent. Your food looks so appetizing; I had to eat. Uh, says Nia Ochinkarov. Uh, an Orthodox Christian said that she was trying to stay away from meat and other animal products during the six-week period leading up to Easter of 2019. But you re- weakened my resolve. Uh, she abstained from eating meat for a month when the enticing McDonald's advert gave uh, made her give in. Uh, Lent, of course, is a strict period in which uh, many devout Christians are expected to sacrifice the eating of meat, poultry, eggs, and dairy for the entire season. And then I had milkshake. She reportedly said in her statement, when I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself. I visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger. I got moist. Isn't the whole idea of Lent, you have to control you, yourself? Yes, you control yourself. Yes. If everyone is controlling it for you, it's not really the idea. Uh, she accused the fast food chain of breaking consumer protection law and insulting her religious feelings. Uh, she is suing McDonald's 
for $14 as compensation oh, okay. or uh, sustained moral it's damage. Rural Russia, so it yeah. Is, it is. So that's a. I will be wealthiest a, woman in town. That is a windfall. All right, and then one last story. Uh, a self confessed ditzy blonde has called on IKEA to redesign its plastic serving trays after she mistook one for a baking tray <laughs> and used it in her oven. Wait, they had to call her a blonde? She called herself, she oh, calls herself oh. a, a, she's a self-confessed So blonde. she okay, used okay. it as a baking tray when clearly it was not even intended for it at Well, all. she says that, it, yeah, it's not intended for yeah, it, yeah. but she says it's not quite so clear. Tiana Lowe thought she had grabbed a bargain when she picked up one for just a dollar last week. The 24-year-old could smell burning shortly after <laughs> popping her new tray, which she had filled with eight potato cakes into the oven. When she opened the door, uh, she, the odor, uh, she was met with a cloud of smoke and a pool of dripping plastic. Tiana took photos of the mess that greeted her, which shows silver plastic that she thought was metal. So it was a silver-colored, you know, tray. I mean, come on. Oozing yeah. down from underneath the non-stick paper to form puddles onto the oven floor. <laughs> uh, a second image shows the underside of the tray reduced to just eight potato pancake sh- uh, plasma, uh, plastic imprints. Leaving her with a mess and a stinking kitchen that took two hours to clean. Uh, she took to Ikea's Facebook page to sarcastically thank them for making serving trays that look like baking trays. But it backfired when other users mocked her and warned her, don't buy a chocolate teapot. <laughs> However, the Swedish company's website shows other customers have been fooled into oh. melting their serving trays. All right. With the two disgruntled buyers giving it a one-star review after their mistake. Tiana admits that it with the blonde moment was her error, but thinks Ikea should switch the tray's color from metallic silver to re- uh, redesign so it doesn't look oven suitable. So maybe she has a little bit of credit on Maybe. I don't think. The, the silver serving trays are like standard. Right. Yeah, and it, it would be, it's plastic, so it would feel, You'd feel it yeah. light, right? All right, so there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. As we take a break, let's give you some good eats. Our friends at the Ram Restaurant and Pine House are here this morning along with Stella Artois. And I have a $25 gift card that I can set you up with. They're at 606 West Chestnut Street in Percocy. Man, the cheesesteak pierogies are unbelievable. They are really good. I uh, had one. They are made with uh, stuffed with <laughs> shaved ribeye, steak meat, and Cooper Sharp American cheese, pan seared to golden brown and topped with caramelized onions. Yum. Uh, so let's take, call, did I say number call yet? Call number 24 at 215-263-WMMR. Let's get you on board, and we will take a break and be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Not a bad looking day so far. Uh, temperature's getting up to about 88 degrees and uh, we have clearer skies. Um, maybe some rain expected tomorrow morning and then some scattered thunderstorm chances uh, through your weekend. But today's mainly going to be clouds uh, that we're going to deal with. But uh, nothing crazy like last night expected. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Um, I realized I... 
printed up the lesson questions, but I did not bring them into the studio. Hang on a second. Uh, I can look on my laptop here. Why don't we do that? Because uh, we have a prize giveaway. And we are going to unload a pair of tickets to C311 on Saturday at the BB&T Pavilion. And I think, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to go with this. What word needs to be whispered when asking about oh. sperm and vasectomies? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right, what word needs to be whispered? When asking about sperm or vasectomies, and you can whisper it when you call in if you like. 215-263-WMMR will do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we're going to get some stories. Let's do it. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, 18-year-old rapper and OnlyFans personality Bad Baby railing against Airbnb for not allowing her to rent any of their properties. Airbnb is defending its policy, saying that it's very difficult to remove horse stains. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. 80-year-old Paul Anka is saying he fully plans on following through with his multi-city concert tour, regardless of COVID. Anka says he's been successfully touring through pandemics ever since the bubonic plague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Britney Spears addressing her recent spate of topless social media pictures, saying they were good for her mental health. Spears also admits that there are still some deep-seated issues that are going to require some beaver shots. <laughs> All right, we're going to see if we can find an answer to this question. What word needs to be whispered when asking about sperm and vasectomies? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, first caller in was Debbie, so we're going to go to her. Hi, Debbie. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. All right, Debbie, what word needs to be whispered? Nutsack. Nutsack. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Well done, Debbie. <laughs> Hang on a moment. And we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see 311 Saturday BB&T Pavilion. This is the tour opener and features Eration and Ayaterra. And it's also a pavilion-only show, so no lawn. Uh, some tickets remain at Ticketmaster.com, WMMR.com for more information. I actually <laughs> want to hear that again when Casey <laughs> said that. It was, it was, it was kind of half-whispered yeah. and yeah. chuckled. It was... <laughs> um, but it was a beautiful moment this morning. All right, let's do music. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, I got stories. We'll start with uh, this video of Hailstorm's new single, Back from the Dead, has been released. The song is uh, included the upcoming fifth studio album, the follow-up to the Vicious album. Of the song, Lizzie Hale said, Back from the Dead's about survival, not in a physical sense, even though I know we all have been touched by death, especially these last few years. This song is personal and written from a mental health perspective. I wanted to give myself and the world a hard rock song that we could shout out loud as the gates open up again. And I was on the edge of this world, getting completely lost in oblivion. Uh, but even though I was the harder of the two, it was the it was the harder of the two choices. I didn't just let the darkness and depression in my mind dig me an early grave. I didn't just sit and let it take me. I've erased my name from the headstone. So save your prayers. I'm back. I uh, said. I hope this song, as I pass it on to you, reminds you of your strength, individuality, and that you are not alone. Motley Crue was supposed to hit the road with. Def Leppard on the stadium tour last summer, uh, but it got pushed to this summer and ultimately till next year. Nikki Six says that they made the right choice. In an Instagram post from yesterday, 
Uh, six wrote, I'm so happy we decided to not tour during this pandemic, 100%. Shouldn't we, they be not touring completely since they went off the road and right. wrapped it up a while ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did the farewell. <laughs> he captioned it. We knew that was a bunch of crap. He captioned it, not a hard decision to make when so many people's lives are at risk. I miss it really bad and can't wait to be on the road in, two th- in 2022. By the way, Preston, you know, um, so Ricky Rackman appears in the uh, of MTV fame. Uh, years ago, appears in this Woodstock 1999 special. Mm-hmm. And so I was seeing him post online. He saw Vince Neil at a concert recently, and apparently Vince Neil took off all that weight oh, and really? is like back to his fighting self. All right, good. Excellent. Uh, Corey Taylor and his solo band performed in Springfield, Missouri on Monday night, and they did it with Kiss makeup on. Uh, they also performed Slipknot's Weight and Bleed, something I can never have, and Cheap Trick's Dream Police. Uh, but I don't know why they were in Kiss makeup, but they um, they just felt like doing it. It's disgusting. Taylor is currently on the second leg of his solo tour in support of his uh, 2020 album, CMFT. Metallica has dropped a live recording of the Black Albums of Wolf and Man. Wow. Uh, the live track was captured May 22, 1993 in Mannheim, Germany, and will be featured on the band's upcoming massive 30th anniversary box set for the 1991 album set for release. On September 10th, also out for Metallica's accompanying cover set, the Metallica Blacklist, Blacklist is Royal Blood's version of the Black Album's Sad But True. I uh, saw this yesterday, a video that was released on social media, and I loved it. Surviving Rush members Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson have teamed up with Toronto's award-winning Henderson Brewery for the new Rush Canadian Golden Ale. Uh, back in 2016, the craft brewing company issued a Put Your Scarf on Getty limited edition Canadian <laughs> Imperial Stout and was the natural choice for the band. Uh, the new line officially launches on August 30th. According to the announcement, it started during Rush's 2015 R40 tour. After a gig, someone handed Getty Lee a bottle of Robinson's Iron Maiden Trooper beer. Getty took one look at it and jokingly asked where the Rush beer was, and that quip stayed in the mind of the band and recognizing the growing craft beer movement, particularly in their hometown of Toronto, uh, the band decided to look into it seriously. In the summer of this year, Rush and Henderson began taste testing many prototype brews. And early in 2021, I'm sorry, it was last year that they started doing this, uh, the band and the brewery both felt that they had come up with a brew that they could stand behind. Subtly complex, refreshing, and satisfying, and uniquely Canadian as the beer gets its taste from Canadian ingredients, including rye. This video is great. (laughs) very funny. It's it's hilarious. Getty's wearing a uh, sign on a shirt that says beer drinker. And Alex is wearing one that says beer scientist. Yeah. Uh, So the band proclaimed beer scientist said in a statement rush canadian golden ale is golden in color with a dense ivory head it has an earthy aroma with hints of orange peel pine and spicy rye while the emphasis is on refreshment there are elements of pine rye spice and a citric hop flavor that add to the subtle complexity of the beer we got to experience the uh the tap used at the guinness factory for getting the uh, that they will present to the taste testers Mm. uh when they are testing a batch it was excellent it's pretty wild yeah it was really really cool uh honor uh i do want to get some of this beer i got to get some of this rush beer sent to me somehow or another i got to figure that out Carlos Santana will release his latest album, Blessings and Miracles, on October 15th via BMG. Uh, The album features collaborations with Metallica's Kirk Hammett, Steve Winwood, Matchbox 20's Rob Thomas, songwriter Diane Warren, Chris Stapleton, and the late Chick Corea. Uh, Santana and Rob Thomas have reunited for the album's lead single titled Move, 
which dropped yesterday. Uh, the pair, the track pair, Santana and Thomas together again over two decades after that 1999 multiple Grammy winning smash, Smooth. So we'll see if this one is also a big hit maker or not. Yeah, that a, I yeah. still like that song. It's yeah. a solid I song. Still dig it. Yeah. Give me a home, make it real. <laughs> oh, let's go. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Dead and Company is performing at Citizens Bank this Saturday, and they have, um, there's some information, you can get it all at WMMR.com, what was announced as far as COVID protocols go. Um, they are requiring uh, printed proof of a negative COVID-19 test within 72 hours of the event or full vaccination for entry. All fans in the pit must be fully vaccinated, by the way. Uh, they said, please show up early and expect lines. So a heads up if you're headed to that show. And like I said, WMMR.com. Don't you have to be wearing kiss makeup, too? What are these? <laughs> you do have to be wearing a full kiss be, makeup. What if they come out and out the audience is completely in kiss makeup? And then one last thing, uh, Jackie Bam Bam has got some new Rolling Stones to play for you today. How about that? Yeah, there's a reissue. It's the 40th anniversary of uh, the 1981 classic Tattoo You. And there are nine previously unreleased tracks from that era, and Jackie's going to be premiering the first song. It's called Living in the Heart of Love. You want to hear a bit of it? We'll do it this afternoon. Yeah. Look in my city, where I'll never die. That's, a, that's a Keith song. That's yep. good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a Keith song. It's Keith, yeah. That's him um, singing vocals. <laughs> that is coming up later today. There you go. So I got music news for you this morning. Uh, well, I have one final uh, gift certificate to give away one gift card for... The Ram. I learned long ago to ram it just right. You can ram it all day and ram it all night. But enough about me, we're to ram it, you see. If you ram it just right, you can ram it all night. So. <laughs> the Ram Restaurant and Pint House, which is in per- uh, yeah, Percocy on Chestnut Street. And I'll take caller number 14 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, they have a little note here. It says, we all miss sitting around the table, having a drink with our friends. Well, now your table is ready at the Ram in Percocy. Cool. And enjoy Stella Artois with your friends at the Ram and try their cheesesteak pierogies. Nummy num. Nummy <laughs> That part's written down there, too. Is it written? Yeah, it is. See, there, it's, it's, it's very small. It's okay. in fine print. Uh, so we'll take call number 14-215-263-WMMO. We'll say, yeah, but that... We'll come back in just a moment and get ready to wrap the whole thing up, so make sure that you stay with us. Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents M M Barbecue Saturday, September 25th at BB&T Pavilion. And now through August 31st only, you can pre-order your MM Barbecue concert shirt at the WMMR.com Rock Shop. Guaranteed delivery before the show. Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Plus, every ticket gets general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Gang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rented by live. Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. In the heart of South Philly. Game on. It's been a jam-packed show today. We it has. enjoy it that way. And uh, it's going to be a fairly decent day weather-wise. No rain in the forecast as of now. High about 88. Clouds. Maybe some rain tomorrow morning. Scattered thunderstorms on Saturday and Sunday. 
Uh, but we have enjoyed the company of people like T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller he's great. is going to be in town. Yep, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, and he's got shows uh, starting tonight, uh, tomorrow and Saturday. And he's like, he said the later... Uh, I think the later shows are selling out, so get your tickets. Right. He loves the Thursday night show, and he's going to have his peanut butter with him, which sounds <laughs> awesome. I'm telling you, man, the chocolate coconut almond. Yeah. That's right in my wheelhouse. That's it, man. It's I like would, eating a Mounds bar and Almond Joy. I uh, would love to get that. So uh, good to have TJ on this morning. Always great to talk to Chaz Palminteri. Yes. Yeah. Chaz is doing a Bronx Tale one-man show at the Superstar Theater at uh, Resorts Casino in Atlantic City on Friday, September 3rd. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, Ticketmaster.com. And thank you also to the Ram Restaurant. Yeah. Uh, they are in Percocy. And uh, they're on Chestnut Street, and you can go to rampercasey.com for information. But they brought in some great food this morning, and they're awaiting you with uh, cold Stella Artois, Artois ready to go. So we appreciate them uh, swinging by this morning. All right, we need to do the letter of the day. I can figure it you out. You can figure it out because uh, he's, he's here. He's here. He's here. He's pulling a uh, Pierre and running into the studio now. Jackie freaking Bam Bam. Woo. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, my man? Well, bed knobs and boomsticks, what a difference a day makes, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Between uh, sleeping with Mother Nature and uh, the brand new Rolling Stones, I, I didn't get any sleep last night. Oh, that's right. We had a, It was obviously tumultuous. So what do you tumultuous. do? Tumultuous. Yeah. Case, did you hear that word? I did. I don't know how to spell it, though. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> By the way, Jackie's wearing a Stones shirt today, which he does often here at the radio station. I love this one, the tongue, the famous tongue logo. Is actually like a, a cheetah or uh, the leopard, leopard print yeah. on the tongue. That's pretty cool, man. It matches your headband exactly. You put your out, you lay your outfits out, don't you? I thought you were going to go with my eyeliner there. Yes, I do. You yes. wear an eyeliner? Yeah, you never, are. Not never, not never. No. <laughs> and your pants? Yeah, just, they're just tight. They're oh, like they're fake me. leather today. Yeah. Yeah. Leather, leather. I'm Those just are... really excited. I put the stone shirt on. We got news. Yeah. We're going to play the brand new Rolling Stones off of this tattoo. U 40th anniversary box set. Super excited. Yeah. And by the way, Mama Bam Bam wants to say great interview. Uh, Tales from the the Bronx. Oh, Bronx. Yes. The Bronx. My mom Just loved it. Time. My mom's like, that was so cool. That was such a great movie with Robert De Niro. I said, okay, mom, I'll tell them. <laughs> Thank you, Mama Bam Bam. Get back in your box. <laughs> Tales from uh, the Bronx. Well, let's do... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do the letter and we'll see what else you have coming up on the show today. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... The letter L as in loving cup. All right, that's an L, gang, and we have a $350 gift card for Bob Dodge's Red Sparrow Tattoo and Gallery in Downingtown or the all-new Runic Tattoos in Newtown Square. Uh, for tattoo ideas, you can visit BobDodgeTattoos.com. So you got some workforce blocks and stuff coming up? Yeah, like I said, really excited. I think we're going to get the brand-new Rolling Stones uh, song any minute. I think it's even up at WMMR.com. Oh, excellent. Uh, 
On our menu at noon, we have uh, two birthday salutes, two Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the Jesus Christ Superstar of Rock and Roll, Deep Purple's Ian Gillen, you mentioned celebrating a birthday. Uh, the quiet one, I call him, Mr. John Deacon of Queens celebrating mm. a birthday. And believe it or not, it's the 44th anniversary of taking a slow ride with Fog Hat Live. Wow. wow. So we'll put that on the menu. And, of course, we got MMRBQ pit tickets. And listen up closely because I will not repeat this. I have Struts tickets. When you hear the Luke Spiller ID sounder going off saying you're listening to Jackie Bam Bam, Wham Bam, thank you, ma'am. You want to be caller 25 and you will win Struts tickets. Oh, very nice. There's a lot going on. It is. How do I do it all? <laughs> <laughs> Vampire power, Steve. The world may never still know. have time for the kids. Excellent. <laughs> I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Mount Hope and the Renaissance Fair. Experience Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair at parenfair.com. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we have uh, three people that will be joining us. Max Harwood, Lauren Patel, and Jonathan Butterell. They are the stars and director of a film called Everybody's Talking About Jamie. It's a um, it's about a drag queen, a kid who wants to be a drag queen. Based on a true story, it's a musical. It looks like a lot of fun. It does. A lot of songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of, lot of uh, cool sets and stuff like that. So we're going to talk to them tomorrow morning. And it'll be Friday. Yeah! So we'll be wrapping up the week and we'll do that in fine form. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day and we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have a bad bad two da ba two ba 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 